Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What is up, folks? Let me spit this ice out. Good Lord. What's going on, folks? It is the Friday free-for-all hosted by surprise guest Tony Dunn here. The surprise host is here. Oh, look. My bastard child is coming in at the last moment. Hey, White Chocolate Espresso. How are you? What's up, man? Man, we are doing well as the training camp has begun. Cody Lasney's been in so much Twitter fighting. He had to take the night off today. Nah, he's got a friend coming in. He was so mad. As he was busted, he's been fighting all day on Twitter. He's been dying on his heel. Um, but today, the OG, the professor, will be hosting the Friday free-for-all. Hosted by, well, brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Tuesday nights, we have the longest-running Panthers podcast uh, on the interwebs, including the teams. That's right. You can join us every Tuesday, so call into the show. Be a part of it. And tonight is the night that you can be a part of of the show live you get to host you get to be my co-host tonight and panther pickle man uh football is back yes it is uh lots of news floating around uh uh today they didn't look so good and remember folks don't freak out so much because i did the other day and then i had to remind myself it's the first week of preseason it ain't got physical yet and uh, your big left tackle, uh, Iki Kwanu, said he can't wait till it gets physical. Yeah, I mean, I think this is that my advice to you as someone who has been trying to follow this team as closely as possible for the last decade from the fan perspective, hosting this podcast and CarolinaCatChronicles.com, the website, is like try not to get too high or too low on anything. You know, if you uh, if we're if if a miss pass in the preseason is indicative of what you think is going to happen in the year, man, no year will be good, right? Um, so don't over-dissect, but follow it, you know, care about it. It is exciting that football is here. 
just like I'm excited that Nick is here. Nick, what? how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? How do I sound, by the way? Brand new headset, so. Perfect. Awesome, sound good. Man. Hey, man, I'm happy to be here. I've been looking forward to the show all week, man, and the fact that we're actually at training camp and things are happening, I'm excited for, and I'm excited to see what this team's going to do this year. Anthony's in the house, man. Strong name. How you doing? What is up, Tony? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just watch training camp today. Uh, you know, the quarterbacks are all right. But, I mean, I, I think just like what Pickle said, we just need to wait till those pads go on, man, to really start seeing some action from this team. But, yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited what this team's going to do this year. So, Yeah, this is the, the time that hope springs eternal for all fans. Uh, right now we're undefeated. Right. And uh, it gets to be that way for a while. But football's here. And that's the good thing. And I'm glad you guys are here. I'm not going to try to keep up with Cody's mantle here. Get some shout outs. JD54 in the house. OAH2023. Lawrence Trevette. Vol Guy 23. And Grim Reaper. Tech Death Hippie. I like that name. Carson <laughs> One. And uh, of. Wagata 001, whatever I know, whatever that is. But welcome to the to the Friday free for all. You guys can be a part of it. I dropped the link to join the free for all earlier. So let's go ahead and jump in. I'll start with my bastard son. What do you think? Uh, one few <clears throat> practices under the belt, and what's on your mind as a fan? Uh, mostly, why is Sam Darnold even out there? I just feel okay. like he's facing reps from what Corral and Baker really is the only competition at quarterback right now. It should be at least. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, I was one of the initial people and go read that, that story on the website is uh, Carolina be wise to release Sam Darnold. Maybe they're trying to figure out the way to get some, some sort of trade value for him. Maybe. And picking up some of his salary or paying all of his salary to someone and just getting a pick or something for him. But you're right, is the the problem is is that there's just too many players in that quarterback room mm -hmm. to get the right guys the right reps. Now, if they really believe this is going to be a competition, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, which I don't know, maybe maybe they're dumb enough to really believe that. Um, imagine making your bet, uh, Matt Rule, and saying, "You know what? I feel good. Sam Darnold won it. Won the won it. I, that would be crazy and wild." But I know Cody Lashney's been going crazy because Matt Corral is just not going to get much oppor opportunity. I told him this is that this is the and when you go, these are two hour practices, folks. Yeah, they're two hours. They go run these routes one time, and then they go to the next route. So it's not like you like when we think of the word practice, we just do it over and over and over and over and over again. No, they're like they're pros. They're like, you got it. Moving on. Next insult. Moving on. <laughs> so there are very limited reps. I wonder. I have not even heard some of the other quarterbacks names like P.J. Walker. Yeah, what's or, he even doing out there? I, I heard I heard now I heard this on the radio <laughs> that um, P.J. Walker and Matt Corral. Are with the twos, are with the threes and the fours. Uh, that's the, the, they're with the three and four, uh, third and fourth string. That's what they're doing. But 
and they're competing that way. I don't know what people think that Matt Crowell's actually going to get cut for P.J. Walker. I mean, yeah, no the whole way. thing's dumb. You know, cut P.J. Walker, go in it with three. Personally, I would cut Sam Sam Darnold myself personally. But I think you know, I think they're going to keep some of them around for the preseason though, because you need those yeah. bodies to play some downs and some stuff like that. Um, but you're right. Is the question is is does Sam Darnold <laughs> is he doing anything right now uh, more than stealing reps? Nick, you're in Massachusetts watching this from afar, just like kind of we're watching it on Twitter. Um, going through this first three practices, the headlines have all been focused on Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and I would say the def- and the battle with the defense. Is there anything other than that, or what's on your mind as a fan from uh, looking this from? Up top. So, I'm. De- Thank you to Panthers Access on Instagram. First off, okay, that's where I've been getting a majority of my updates from all the videos, that sort of deal, as well as you guys, obviously. But um, you know, for me, I've seen a lot of like you said, Sam Donald, Baker Mayfield. It's kind of seems like it's almost been slightly in favor of Sam Donald as far as the QB battle to begin with. I don't think it's going to work out like that in the long run. I think there's going to going to be a lot of uh, Mayfield to more. I'm, I'm already going to start calling it the M&M connection. So, Ooh, like it. Um, but then I've also been seeing quite a bit of Matt Corral, too. And the things that I've been seeing with Matt Corral have all been positive. The fact that he, when he isn't with the ones and twos, even if he's sitting on the sideline, he's actually basically going through the motions of, getting the call in, you know, going up to the line, fake snapping at the whole nine yards. So I have to say, I, as well as also being the first guy to practice two of the three days, I know being the first guy to practice isn't necessarily much of anything, but if you're going to go for that starting role and you're going to be looked at as that third string guy right now, you got to do something that makes you stand apart from everybody else. So Matt Corral, I have to say, you're doing a great job. Just keep doing what you're doing. And at some point, I feel like we're going to see him this season. And I hope he surprises all of us. I agree. Uh, look, is don't fault somebody for doing the right things. Yeah. You know, that kind of, is – go ahead. I was say, I'm kind of disappointed Baker didn't beat him out there. Like, his whole thing is that the Browns, he was a bad leader. Like, oh, should he right. be like the first one out there? Yeah, and it may be because you're a vet and you realize that being the first literal dude on the field doesn't actually mean that you're working the hardest, you know, is that it's visually symbolic, I guess. Yeah. But you're right, is that um, I think is this, is I don't know if we, you're right, is like, should we think about this as a knock on Baker? Because I tell you, if this would have been Cam back in the day, they'd be like, oh my God, Cam's not putting in the work or whatever it may be. He's running around uh, the training camp. Yeah, dancing and having fun rather than being his playbook. But I do like this. What I think is Matt Corral has shown some real, I guess, initiative, go-to, confidence Mm -hmm. in himself in the fact that, like, he could have easily just shrunk into the background as Baker Mayfield kind of took over the spotlight as the battle with Sam Darnold. He's likely not going to actually be able to win the battle, right? But he's going in there. And like Nick said, that probably more co- cooler than him do- showing up first is those him going through the vocal calls, the checks when he's not getting the rep. 
So he's really doing a lot of things that are fantastic. Anthony, as you watch training camp begin, you said you were excited that football's here. What do you make of this quarterback competition so far, or what has stood out to you so far? You're muted. Oh, muted. Oh, my bad, my bad. <clears throat> I think it kind of goes back to your article, Tony, like how Sam Darnold's kind of um, – what's the word? He's kind of the odd one here, you know, like he's in the middle between Baker and Corral. And, you know, I, I, I think the way we should be doing it is just give Baker and Corral the same reps and see who looks better because ultimately that's how we're going to know, you know, if Corral's ready to roll. And at the same time, it's like, we didn't, didn't invest that much into Baker. So if he does lose the job, then it's like, well, all right. I mean, but you know, I want to see Corral out there. I have no hate against Corral, and I, I think that's one thing I've been portrayed as, just a Baker fan, but it's not just being a Baker fan. It's more of, you know, I feel like a lot of people on this team have stuff to um, stuff to prove, and I think Corral and Baker are, are in that same boat. They're both trying to prove that they're the starting quarterback, and I just have the problem with, you know, if Sam's going to be on the roster and he's not going to start, then it just makes sense to cut him. Because if, let's just say, Baker gets injured midseason, I think all of us would want to see what Corral just has makes as opposed sense to, to cut him, as, a pe- as opposed to throwing in um, Sam. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to be cautious with I, I want – I know Cody has been working on cultivating these disciples throughout <laughs> all over the place, is that the – I don't think that Corral is in an, any real possible world could beat out Baker for this job, just straight beat him. And not because no. he can't be a better player in the future. I just think there's too much on the line for this team going into this season where Matt Rule doesn't have the luxury. Scott Fitterer doesn't have the luxury. Really, nobody on this team, even as a roster member, has the luxury of us really having a bad year again, right? And so, one I could, one, I could say, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say one player, but yeah, no, uh, DJ Moore is probably the only player on the team that, right. like, you he can go out there and he can perform and you know, makes his money, he skips around the practice field. You can tell he he's probably the happiest guy on the team. And but yeah, that you go on with what you were saying. I just want, yeah, to and get it's that just like there. it's just the idea is that it would be such a kind of a foolish thing to bet on Matt Corral if you're Matt Rule right now you know is that it might actually work but when we're talking about oh when Cody is up here saying hey go put this young in he we don't know what we're going to get is we know we're going to get a whole new coaching staff if we don't win more than eight games so uh this is going to be a very important season now I want to go and move the conversation Kenneth to this is I can't believe this is as we're sitting here I guess the quarterback position is just sexy Right. It's like the most important position or it's like the easiest one to follow. And this one has some real drama to it. But to me, a story on the very first day. So I teach. I have a Monday, Wednesday class. I get out of class on Wednesday. I run to my office and open up Twitter to watch Twitter TV. As camp unfolds. And the first thing I see is J.C. Horn on the active pup list. You had to go there, man. That one hurts. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
uh, I, I just the, the guy they signed today, and I want y'all to understand this because I, I looked this up briefly. It didn't take long. Of the 2018 draft, we literally right now have three picks from the three players from the first round and three players from a second round on our roster. Because we've Who got are they? we've Who got are they? we got the we, we got, got the Baker Mayfield, right? yeah. we got Sam Darnold, and we got DJ Moore. Okay. The second round, Austin Corbett, our guard we got, okay. was the first pick in the second round. All right. Then pick 23 was, I think pick 23 was uh, uh, Dante Jackson. The very next pick is, is is Duke Dawson, the corner we signed today. Wow. Okay. So we are good at picking up players who were evaluated high that – that's well, I mean, who's the best name? <laughs> you know, all the names on those lists, Austin Corbett, DJ Moore, Dante, the ones that excite me. Exactly. All right, uh, Nick, exactly. tell us, what the heck? J.C. Horn, is this, is that it was the foot, too? It was foot soreness. Mm. Yeah, and, and dude, honestly, that's what gets me. And what really kills me, man, is I unfortunately called this probably about a month ago. Is I said that I was worried that this could be an issue that lingers for a while. Because we saw players like Matt Paradis. Now, granted, he didn't have a foot injury like that. But his first season with us was not necessarily great. And then his second season, he looked like he could be doing something. But the whole line looked terrible around him. So, unfortunately, I kind of called this. I hope it just disappears way before preseason. But we'll see what happens. I hate, look, you don't want to over embellish a story right you don't want well actually probably want to if you're trying to make it in this business of talk sports or whatever we call this on youtube and like you do want those exciting positions those takes i guess that's why the skip bayless and the colin cowards um have a job and a role so you don't want to just immediately go to oh my god this is is this serious is this going to threat but it's not heartening that's my thing is that I'm not trying to flip out about it, but it's not good news. No, it's not. And we need all the good news we can get at this point. Yep. Yeah. I, I just, when they first did it, I thought this got <clears throat> because I mean, he, he, he looks so good off season and just right before camp, they did this, they did this treatment or this, whatever they did. And all of a sudden his foot hurt. So they just go ahead and do it, which I guess I understand they did that, but, I'm like you is like, oh, it's not like he's a 10 year veteran. No, you know, where it's like he's coming off an injury. He's been to camp before he's been in this league before he is all um, hype at this point. Now he's lived up to it in those first three games. He looked very, very good. And bro, his dad was a boss ass wide receiver. Yeah, so, he was. Like if you can learn from that all your life i mean i'm pretty sure that he's like one of the lowest risk prospects but availability it's just this is like you just would have liked for the jc horn thing to be like hey everything's great you got dj moore skipping up in there even christian mccaffrey's there you know doing his thing and it's just like gosh it's scary it's scary because you also don't want to, while we don't want to embellish it, we also don't want to be baited into um, that kind of like, oh, it's not a big deal thing either. You know, because some people, T. 
teams can do that. They'll do this. They're always trying to downplay stuff. Do you remember? I mean, think back about when Cam hurt his shoulder. Um, and that first time he did it and it was all camp long and they're like, Oh, it's not that big a deal. We're just trying to take it cautious. And then it was, it turned out to be a big deal. Right. Um, so JC with his foot too. Yeah, exactly. And with Christian McCaffrey. All right. We got G baby in the house. Um, what's good with G boys? What's up, G baby? What's up, man? What's up, fellas? It's good to see all you motherfuckers in here. Yeah, man. We're uh, here. We got to see some football spinning around today uh, or this week. What are your thoughts on uh, the first week of training camp and the news that's coming out of it so far? I'm going to say this like I said this last year. We got to trade J.C. Horn, man. We got to trade him, boy. (laughs) Damn. He came out here with the. I'm gonna tell you why. He is Colin Cowherd. I'm telling you, the very first thing we heard when when Greg Olson broke his foot, he came back. He came back, and the very first thing that was reported is he had a sore fucking foot, man. I don't fuck with the broken foots, man. They don't. They don't work, man. It's not gonna, man. He had. All, he broke his foot week three. He's had all this time to heal. And the very first man, oh my god! Oh. I know it's scary. He, he he's on pup. You can't trade him when he's on pup. Well, I guess the point there is this is we gotta pull back the layers on G Baby's comment, right? It's not necessarily the trade being the most important part, but the lingering foot injuries in football. He's not old, fellas. He's not old, so it's not. You know, he does have yeah. an old-looking face, though. He does. He kind of looks old. Like, it's like, we got to check your birth certificate. You know, it's like that kid that's in Little League with you. He's throwing 99 gas, and you're like, man, this kid ain't 12. The sad part is, good thing he's going to be rich when he's old. Because he ain't going to have the good looks when he's old. When he he actually gets old, he'll look older than he looks now. He got his daddy's money. He's born rich. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh Joe Horn's real cool is that I help these guys get this uh, podcast started called Under the Dome, and he'll come on their podcast. Like that's how right. cool Joe Horn is, um, and they're very small and they bit, but they just good fans. Uh, Tony, let me ask I would you this real quick. A I, I don't want to interrupt you, G. But remember how, how much shit you talked on Curtis Samuel, G. And you remember the one thing you said, man. You said. When we had the chance to trade the fool, we should have traded it and got as much as we could out of him, right? Bro, if we go a whole nother season with J.C. Horn, bro, and he doesn't perform or something happens, we're going to lose the value. We can, we can still get a first out from J- If we trade J.C. Horn right now, we can get a first round draft pick. If we wait and something happens, we're not going to get more than a third, man. We won't get more than a third. I think, we won't, that, value, man, we I think that value is only to Panther fans right now. You know, is that I think that Panther fans saying this, like, I just don't, if you're going around the league, I'm not ready to trade for a guy coming off an injury that what high. Is I don't think you would get as much as you think. What will we trade CJ Henderson for? A third round. Third round. Third round pick. Probably. Oh, and, and Dan Arnold. And Dan Arnold. 
Yeah. So, so you guys are opposed to trading J.C. Horn right now, absolutely. knowing absolutely. Yeah, I don't think you get the value. I don't think you're right. You're right on. You're right on the money, Tony. That's exactly where I was going with that. So he, like you said, dude, he got injured in the third game last season, and he's only practiced for a few days, and he's already on the active pup list. Okay, so teams are going to look at that exactly how you're looking at that right now. Oh, the, he's injury prone. I'm not going to I'm not going to trade a first round pick you're for him. But if he, you're selling low, exactly. On top of that, okay? Let's face it. His value right now is only ever so slightly better than if he came and came out and got injured by the third game again. You know, you're you've seen right. enough of Jason. You actually need him to go perform well. Like yeah. if you were if you real if you were really committed to this idea, which I don't I'm I wouldn't, right? I think you get he's a first round draft pick, which is different than a Curtis Samuel too, because you get a fifth year option with this guy. So like if he does turn out to be really good, like everybody's forecasting, he would you could get him for that extra year. And that there's real value with that fifth round up. But that might go away with the new NFLPA thing that they're signing. But I just don't think that outside of Carolina Panther fans right now that the value is as high as it was as it is. You know, so if you really are committed and you got a concern that he was going to be injury prone, you need him to go have a Pro Bowl year. Right. And then kind of be like trying to maybe pull an Xavier. You paint him as trying to be like Xavier Howard, always trying to get a new contract every two seconds. And that then you trade him. I just don't really think you're going to get much value. I think more of the question just is this: is this, if this is precautionary, why the first practice? That's the well, thing I mean, for me. They, it's they not like oh, we went out there and worked him a couple of days, and we want to give him a couple of days off. Yeah, they gave him I, day one off. I, I, I don't. <laughs> even, I don't even think he practiced. I think they did it. No, he did. No, which I, I. I I, I'm nowhere near. Speak the truth, Gene. Speak. Speak I am, how you truly feel about it. Yeah, I, I tell you what. I, I think it's just precaution. Let me ask you this: Would Ron Rivera have done this? Maybe not. The, the, the fact is, I heard Ron Rivera on the on the on the, the NFL radio today talking, going at reporters back and forth because they want to know why their defense, the Washington stud defensive end. Is still out. Chase he's on PUP too. So yeah. So so they're wanting to know why he's on PUP still and he ain't back. So you know it's it's got to remember JC broke three bones in his foot. You know he has surgery. He looks good right now. If you rush him out there, you're going to have a lot of issues. That's one thing about G Bay. You talked about Greg Olson. Greg Olson was a lot older and he rushed himself on that field before he was ready. Well, I think too. One is the the good news is is J.C. Horn is not an offensive lineman, right? And if the foot injuries for the heavy dudes are probably going to be even worse, exactly. you're certainly it's not a good thing. Anytime you get a major major injury, and he's playing ever, in preseason. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, That's actually the sketchiest part to me is anytime I see a bunch of off season workout videos hyping people up. I get so nervous and suspicious. It's like it's just bad juju, bad karma. We saw a lot of him working like crazy, and you're like, oh, he looks great. He looks That's great. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck, 
what what is going on, man? It's oh, always stuck with this fuck ass team, man. I'm I, sick of these guys, man. I, I bro, bro, these guys have me so fucking stressed out, man. Like I, bro, I get made fun of at work, bro. I, like, bro, you guys, it, it, this is fucking team, man. I, you know, dude, I, I understand because I used to get that way myself. Well, let me tell you what. It ain't going to do nobody no good to get upset like that. i tell you why. It's because the head coaches and the coaches, you know what, to be honest with you, I, I have, have y'all ever had foot problems or, or, or any type of medical issues? Well, sometimes you just have an ache. Uh, just, you know, whatever. And it goes away shortly thereafter. If you're J.C. Horn, you go to have your physical, doc says, how's the foot feeling? Uh, it's all right. Are you sure? Yeah, it aches sometimes, but it's good. It's it's getting better. Uh, put him on PUP. Put him on PUP right away. Maybe that's what it was. I'm, I mean, J.C. Horn ain't come out and told everybody anything. Uh, Shaq Thompson had his knee cleaned out. He's walking up and down there playing coach. Bro, our defense is in trouble, boys. So, well, and we never or talk it's about fantastic. It. Or it's awesome uh, yeah. right now, given the reports coming out of camp that uh all the red zone stuff is is tough, right? Like uh that Baker and these guys aren't fantastic. I mean, maybe the defense is gonna be good. I'm more interested, like it's really just hard to gauge. Right now it's like it's flag football out there. Yeah. We just signed Duke Donson. Yeah, and that and Shaq Thompson said Shaq Thompson said he he's good. He said he'll be a hundred percent before the preseason games. Patriots second rounder, so former man. I've lost so much respect. I, I used to get on Tony's ass about fucking Shaq Thompson when he, when he used to wear his jersey and then go back and forth. Nah, you know what? Shaq Thompson's a straight up bitch, bro. And I'm gonna speak of how it is, man. He didn't learn nothing from fucking TD and Luke, man. He didn't learn jack shit, man. That was a facade. He was, he was covered up by the greatness of Luke and TD, man. I'm sorry, bro. I, I'm out on Shaq Thompson, man. He, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done defending him. I'm out. He's well, the best we haven't seen we have. Well, yeah, right now, I guess. I guess. Yeah. We'll see. You know, he's been okay. You know, I was, we were talking about this before the show started when we were talking about uh, ranking quarterbacks that Panthers have had and players. And it almost feels like this is that a player's ranking really is do they meet or exceed or fall below the expectations you had when you got them. So for me, it's like it's not that Shaq Thompson is a bad linebacker. It's just I put, my expect, I put my expectations higher, and he's probably fallen into the better-than-average category, but not what I thought he was going to be. Um, for instance, is like now, is like if J.C. Horn doesn't go and become a shutdown number one corner, he will fall below the expectations I set for him. Um, well, remember, TD wasn't really great pro ball material until like later in his Shaq. career. Yeah, they had to change his position. At first, yep. he started yep. at safety, like he played in college. Then he moved to linebacker. He played running back in college, man. Nah, he, well, it was safety. Shaq, Shaq did. Uh, Shaq Thompson uh, played running back in college. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about Thomas Davis right now. Oh, Thomas Davis, okay. Yeah, and uh, so, that, I mean, and look, is that a player can come into their own. Shaq's been in the league seven years, though. Yeah. So, and you know what? He had his best year last year. He had his best year. I think what you guys, if we get one more year 
like what we got from Shaq last year, that's going to be a good thing. One thing, though, is the coaching staff loves Shaq Thompson. Yeah. Boy, yeah. they will not hey, stop fucking him off. Yeah. I, I, I believe Shaq was, Shaq was one of them gentleman picks. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I think Shaq's, Shaq is who Shaq is. Maybe he was. Maybe he shouldn't have been a first round pick. The, the, they would, the, we drafted him. There was a lot of debate that he shouldn't have been a first round pick, but he was. But when you put him right up there with Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley, he, you know, you expect him to be up at that level, and he's just not. He just, he's just not. It's, it's I mean, just, he's just he not that. The, he's uh, good, but he's not. He's not great. He was a late round pick though in the first round, like twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. But you know what? Was, he was, even, yeah, that, he was sold to us to be like what um, Thomas Davis was. Exactly. Or even more so, I thought kind of like uh Isaiah Simmons. People told us Isaiah oh, yep. Simmons was gonna be like this multi tool super athlete that yeah. would do that was gonna be able to cover and you know what? Actually in the early part. It started to look like that, man. We were playing Buffalo, putting him at the Buffalo nickel early on in that 2015, 2016 season. He was like covering like Jimmy Graham and so, or mm-hmm. you know, and it did look like it. It almost just was hard for him to get enough reps in the beginning and then injuries set in. And then I don't know, is but right now, Shaq Thompson's probably the least of my worries, even though he is on the pup to me. J.C. Horn being on the pup list is that I need – I just want to see him be healthy before training camp is over so I have some faith that he can be healthy and contribute throughout the season. Because if they have to protect him the entire training camp and the entire preseason, the evidence – what the evidence is is like we just have to hope and hope and hope uh, that he gets better. So let's turn our focus to um, – oh, what do you think about Robbie? Or, or actually, before we get at Robbie Anderson, because I got a lot to say about Robbie Anderson right now. I feel like one of the things with training camp is that we get so sucked into the two or three players or headlines that we are fed, not only fed by our desire to know. In this case, it's – it's Mayfield, 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 Darnold, right? Like you, that is, that's your main entree when you're checking Panther information right now. But my question is, what is the, what are the missing stories? Who are the names that you're thinking, not hearing? Right. As I thought, Foreman, I think. Right. And maybe you don't get to know the running back one yet until they put the pads on. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing I heard today, I never heard this until I heard it on NFL or NFL radio. I, I just never thought about it. Maybe maybe I should have thought about it, but I didn't. I always assumed Bozeman would be our starting center, but according to Joe Person on XM Series Radio, because I I was just listening to it, and all of a sudden they welcome they start talking to Panthers and welcome Joe Person on, and I'm thinking, all right, I got lucky here. I got to hear my my Panthers on XM Radio, and Joe speaks about how Yahweh he elects about Pat Elfline right now higher is is actually higher at center than uh than uh Bozeman. 
Now, G Baby stood up on that one. Uh, but, yeah, the Bozeman thing is surprising. I thought he was brought in to be a starter, but they only did I, give I him a one year deal. Right. I told you guys, man, god damn it, man. This coaching staff, man, we, bro, this whole regime, the front office, all the way to the top has got to fucking go, man. This is a joke. Tony, speak the truth, G. There's no way you guys think we're going to have a winning season this year. I need you guys to be real with me, man. Well, they will be gone. I hate to tell you, or or I hearten to tell you this, that they will be gone if they have a bad season. Don't you worry. They're going to have to have, like, borderline great season to stick around. I think even Fitterer could theoretically be part of the parting package, too, if you had to. But going back to the F-line, these kind of – these non-story or the stories they're not talking about is that they do F-line though is uh, they have said like who's taking ones snaps with the ones at center. Right. Um, So I'm surprised maybe Bozeman, I don't know. Maybe they had a different idea of what Bozeman was. And uh, wasn't it you Kenneth that put up today in the conversation on Twitter. This is kind of funny is Cam Irvin was slated to be, the left tackle from day one last year, and this guy's running with the he's running the with bum the squad right now. <laughs> That's he, he's with the threes and fours, and some folks on Twitter are like, "Well, White need to just cut." Well, you got if you cut him right now, he's making six point five million. If you cut him, you're still paying him four million. So you keep him, but he he is where he should have always been—a backup. And if if it this way, if you cut him, who's gonna play swing tackle? Dennis Daly? You, you oh, shouldn't right. expect Joe Bray or Joe I haven't Bray. heard those names at all. And maybe exactly. that's a good thing. We have yeah. not heard I have not heard Cam today was the first time I heard Cam Irvin's name in a in since the end of the season. Uh and Justin, you said, Yeah, uh, I haven't heard much about him other than some Panthers Twitter people, but even uh, today, when you just mentioned Dennis Daly, I had not heard uh, that name either. Uh, let's let's go to Nick in Massachusetts. Uh, any names and storylines that you haven't heard that you thought you would have right now? I saw a little Tommy Trimble name pop up today, but Terrace Marshall Jr. was the darling of OTAs, and I haven't heard his name once either. I've heard Terrace, Mar- Terrace Marshall's name quite a bit, um, but I've heard both good and bad between great catches. I think it was actually from Sam. But then also today there was a pretty big drop. And I remember seeing the video. I can send it over to you, Tony. Um, but it was kind of a big drop in the aspect that it bounced off of a couple of defenders and then actually ended up in one of our other wide receivers' hands. Oh, but was that me, the Shy Smith one today? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I'm mixing that up. So, no, but well, I know Shy Smith's the one that came up with it at the end, and they did. Oh, was okay. it a catch yeah. or not video? So I didn't see yeah. who the first that, receiver that's was. That's the first time I've ever heard Shy Smith men- mention this camp. Same. Yeah, and actually, you know what, Panther? That's where I. That's exactly where I'm going to go with mine. Is the tight end room? Tight end room has been pretty quiet. You know, for yeah. for. An offensive coordinator that's said to be very heavily dependent on the tight end position. Why have we not heard a single thing about the tight ends? 
Yeah, I know. Um, let's welcome in DF Sports uh, to the conversation. How you doing that tonight? Hey, what's going on? I don't know if you guys remember me. I was the Browns fan who was on a couple weeks ago. Um, oh, yeah. I, I wanted to join back now that it's been a little bit of time. How's the how's the Baker Mayfield experience going for you guys? I haven't seen a whole, whole lot, but Browns Twitter, we're still talking about him. I mean, uh, the fan base is just, it's crazy. D, DF, we have a different host this time, if you will. Tell us about, you, you do a podcast, right? Yeah, I can if you want a um, little bit of background on me. I talk about the Browns on YouTube, same channel name. Um, I'm involved with a couple other Browns-related uh, you know, channels, and I'm in a network. So I, I don't want to say yeah. I cover the Browns. I don't like saying that, but I do oh, yeah. talk about them and big Browns yeah. fan. And so, yeah, I've been watching Baker for years. Yeah, well, that's how uh, my name's Tony Dunn. This usually Cody is uh, the host of the Friday free for all, so I'm kind of subbing in tonight. But uh, I started C3 Panthers podcast 10 years ago, and it's just that it is uh, us just watching football carefully from the fan perspective in many ways. And Baker Mayfield has been um, obviously the, the centerpiece of attention for Carolina Panther fans in this training camp. They have tried to not overdo it in a way from the team perspective of like, look, is they really tried to put this air that it's a competition on out there. So on day one, Sam Darnold got snaps with the ones. Day two, uh, Baker Mayfield got snaps with the ones. And then day three, they flip-flopped it back, I think, which was today, day three. Um, right now, I think this is what the kind of, from what I have seen, and I'll let the guys chime in after this on what they, their take is, is that Baker Mayfield has not been perfect, which no one, I think, expected that to be the case. One, coming into a new team. Two, working with new players. Three, coming off of an injury and some different things. Just trying to get his bearings in a way. So no one expected perfection. But, you know, is that like when you throw picks or pick in, in in training camp and people there's a narrative that you can be careless with the ball or or, you know, maybe that's one of the weaker part of your games. People do um, latch on to that. But what I also have heard is this is that Sam Dar Sam Darnold, while he have, may have be a little bit cleaner, if you look at the completions in camp, has been far more conservative. And I saw that people were just saying that Baker has a propensity to push the ball downfield more. Um, so it's like as if they can get clicking, if he can just get some time in the system working with these guys more, it seems like it would be heading in the right direction. That's kind of the feeling that I've gotten from it, guys. What do you guys think about Baker Mayfield's initial appearance in training camp? I, I like it actually. I think he's doing pretty good for a guy who just got the playbook, or who just, who's trying to doing everything on his own. Only just a couple of weeks to get in the playbook. I mean, got to remember, Sam's had the playbook since since earlier this year at OTAs. So he's had it for several months before uh, Baker did. So that was uh, Baker is uh, he's quick witted. Yep. <laughs> right in his I, press conferences, yeah, as I know that love he's him taken his pressers. That's for sure. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like that, and uh, so I know he's taken a lot of flack from kind of pushing back at the media. But somebody asked him the question of, to the effect, like, um, how do you feel with the offense now, uh, and your understanding of it? Then you uh, 
compared to two weeks ago. And he said, well, given the fact that I didn't have it two weeks ago <laughs> um, or, or whatever is like, and that was literally like, he's like, yes, I mean, I got it 13 days ago or something like that, but yeah, that's Baker. Um, he's been fun. He, uh, he said, um, one of the things that was fun, I thought was, is he, he wore long sleeves and pants to the first day. And we have, um, we, our training camp takes place in like a, in a place that uh, it's like the hell. It's like where where heat goes to sweat. It's so hot in Spartanburg, South Carolina. It's like the air dies there. And uh, he was like, I, I I want to make that mistake again. I should have listened. I was uh, a little stubborn. And I thought the best thing. I feel like this is Baker's a dude I would like to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's an interesting character. I think I said this the last time I was on, and whenever you guys want to move me back, I'm fine. But um, Baker's an interesting guy, right? The last time, I think I said he's the perfect guy to have when you're winning and everything is going well. Like, that energy he has is just infectious. And, it, like, it carries throughout the locker room, throughout the fan base. Like, that's just the energy he brings, which, you know, me being a Cleveland fan at the time in 2018 when we took him, that is what we needed. We needed that energy. But at the same time, when you have a guy like that, he's not the best when things aren't going well. And some of the things that you've probably seen so far, like in the pressers where he's getting a little bit chippy, like that stuff, I love that. Personally, I, I really like that because that tells me you're a football guy. But sometimes that can flip its ugly head. And it's like, well, shit, here he's clapping back at fans now and stuff like that. So that's just things to expect with Baker. I, I, I did. I did. I think it I think it was the first day of camp. It may be the second day. They He comes to walking into camp with right next to uh, Sam Darnold. Lady standing over there with the Browns jersey on screaming, go breaker. She had a Browns number six spray on. He looked up and said, get that thing out of here. I did like yeah, that. like he uh, like he's not supposedly yeah he's not signing Browns jerseys right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, I like makes that. me like him more. Um, <laughs> I like this. I can't really blame this, him. I, right, yeah. I I thought he had the best answer um, to a question about the Spartanburg training camp. So we we our training camp has been, and this is. This is an old thing that goes back to our old owner, Jerry Richardson. He went to college at this place called Wofford, which is a private school in South Carolina. And he has always hosted our training camp there. And par partially because we didn't have facilities to do it our own, like at our own place, other than just, I guess, the stadium. And um, but they this is going back to what the 96 season or 90 whenever we. Why wouldn't we the Wofford, the first training camp was there? But they go and stay in the dorms. The guys, the whole team, it's about – how far is it from Charlotte, guys? Two hours? I've only been there once. Yeah, I think it might be two hours, hour and a half from Charlotte. So the guys don't commute back and forth. They don't go home and go eat dinner with their family and stuff, and they stay in the dorms. And – um you know, the, Baker was asked about it. He said, well, it's, you know, it's different. He said, we did all of our training camp in the facility in Cleveland. And he said, but this is cool because, you know, you get to eat, get, eat lunch with the eat dinner with the guys and that kind of sense of 
bonding, team building. So I thought, like, and he just the way he articulated it um, was was incredible. Let's not forget. Let's not forget Baker's first practice at Spartanburg, South Carolina, when he realized wearing pants and a long sleeve shirt wasn't the proper attire. Yeah, Is even that- though Cam Newton used to wear like a full-on jumpsuit, bro, yep, my mother would be like, "I gotta cut ten pounds real quick and dance yeah. all throughout practice." Yeah, I, yeah. Um, so no, is uh, we've been we've been monitoring it, right? Is I think how do you, how is y'all's camp going? How about that? Let's just just briefly let's jump over to Cleveland. Is Deshaun Watson, um, and the bum squad of receivers over there? What's going on? What's going down? <laughs> It's going it's going really good um aside from the injuries like you talked about our receiving core is it's definitely interesting. I mean David Bell who I love out of Purdue. I'm also a Buckeye fan. I go to Ohio State. So I've gotten to see a lot of David Bell. I think he's a great great talent, but he's got a foot injury that unfortunately I don't know. I think it's worse than what they're saying. Anthony Schwartz sucks. I've never liked Anthony Schwartz. He's hurt again. Um but just in general it's going pretty well. I mean Deshaun, I think, is is adapting, I guess you could say, pretty well. There's a clear difference. I mean, the way the ball just comes out of his hand is effortlessly. Um, it's it's cool. You know, I mean, obviously, I appreciate Baker and his time in Cleveland. And he's, he's given us Browns fans um, something we haven't had in a long, long time. Like, we just haven't had a guy at quarterback. Um, but – it is a little bit bittersweet, obviously, how Baker, that whole situation ended is unfortunate. But just speaking as a Browns fan, obviously, the off-the-field stuff aside, I I think Deshaun is – I think he's going to fit in really good in Cleveland, and I'm excited about it. Well, I mean hey, – especially... hey, uh, Talk about your – talk about your guys' um, – <clears throat> I, I feel like a lot of <laughs> – I'm not talking about anybody on this panel, but a lot of these dumbass Panther fans, man, <laughs> just don't realize the talent you guys have on that defensive side of the ball. Will you speak more of your what's on your guys? We we got to play you guys week one, and we're gonna get a yeah. reality check. Yeah, so I'll try to hit everything here real quick. But starting up front, the defensive line, Clowney and Garrett, for whatever reason, they just fit really well together. You know, Miles Garrett is kind of really all around a very good defensive end. It's not like Clowney. Clowney's really just a run stuffer, right? He's that run defender at defensive end, which you don't see a lot of in the NFL anymore. You know, everybody focuses on the pass rush guys, but they complement each other very, very well. Interiorly is where it kind of struggles, right? We don't really have the guy. We signed Taven Bryant. He's, you know, he is what he is, former first-round pick. Um, we got some guys that I love. Perrion Winfrey, Browns fans, we are very, very excited about him. But, I mean, let's be honest, he's a rookie, right? He's going to take some time to get involved and step up. So our, our weakness on the defensive line is in the interior, without a doubt. Linebackers, it's very top-heavy. Um, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa is an absolute weapon. I don't I don't even really consider him a linebacker. If you watch that dude, he, he flies around the field. He can cover. He can blitz. His burst on making a tackle, I mean, that dude is going to be spectacular. He is the modern-day linebacker. 
Um, another guy you guys should probably know about since we're playing you week one is Jacob Phillips. I don't know how much he's going to play because he's coming off of an injury, but that guy led that national championship LSU defense that was stacked in tackles. That guy has been very, very good in Cleveland, but he's not been healthy. This is going to be his first season healthy. Um, and the, the linebacker depth is kind of shaky, but the real strength is in the secondary. Denzel Ward, I think, you know, every NFL fan base probably knows how good Denzel Ward is. He's one of those top names. But Greg Newsom is really, really good. People do not know about Greg Newsom. He has potential to be better than Denzel, in my opinion. He's He's got uh, – he's much better in zone, in my opinion. He's like Denzel to where he's got real good fluidity in his hips and feet. The dude covered Jamar Chase, locked him up for the most part. Nobody really did that last year. Our safeties are pretty good. John Johnson, we're finally using him in the box more. Um, I don't like Ronnie Harrison, but he's back, whatever. Um, and then Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit, I talked about that LSU defense. He's a guy who's been really, really good, but again, so far in the NFL, he's been really hurt. This is his full year health, first full year healthy. So, He's my breakout player for the Browns just as a whole on our roster. But, yeah, that defense is – it's kind of – it's interesting because there's so many young guys, right? And I think you guys probably know as well. When you have so many young pieces, it's going to take time, which is kind of what last year was for us. So I'm excited to see these guys, if they have more of a chemistry, more of a, um, you know, just fluidity on that defense and Joe Woods' scheme. Because it's – we were on like a four-two-five for the most part. So we'll see how these guys can adapt. Let's turn our conversation to – he mentioned the, the strength for the Browns being their secondary. Let's turn our conversation to the Panthers wide receivers because I feel like uh, we – in training camp, and especially in this non – the non-padded practice that the it's – a, it's a moment for the offensive players to kind of show off. At least that's what I would think is, right, is that you can't tackle – you can't rush the quarterback. You can't uh, intimidate guys going over the middle or anything. The only thing you can do is finesse play defense, and that's probably why pass breakups are so kind of celebrated by defensive players because, like, every tool they have is already uh, taken out of the toolbox. What Robbie uh, DJ, DJ Moore is looks like he settled in to kind of saying this is my group this is i'm the guy here this is my like he seems very confident in his play he seems more present or a front and center maybe the team's making him that way signing more autographs talking bantering with fans a little bit celebrating after plays but to me what's interesting is the absence of discussion around the other names particularly robbie anderson robbie anderson who has been Gone from a lovable kind of wacky dude in the beginning from who's what's that bear doing to a thousand yard receivers first year to getting paid, which, you know, I understood why he wouldn't want that. You know, you're trying, you got, you had one of your best seasons. Let's try to negotiate the deal now. Really regressed last year, um, struggled himself early on, uh, poor circumstances with quarterback play, had the eruption on the sidelines. And then he started fighting with fans on Twitter back and forth and different things like that. Robbie changed his name yesterday. It was so bad or whatever. Where's Robbie Anderson in this training camp? So, uh, Tony, why did we give him a fucking contract, G? 
Why didn't we fucking pay him? Thousand yards. Thousand yards. Well, I, I said trade him before that. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Man, fuck that shit, man. I've been a fan since 95, G. I'm going to tell you how it is, G. We did not need to pay Robbie Anderson, bro. Off of a 1,000 yard receipt, bro, we know why he had 1,000 yards. Teddy Bridgewater was passing him the ball, G. Teddy Bridgewater was a one-read quarterback. Every single time he would read, it would always be DJ. We always bitched about that, man. That's why fucking D, uh, Robbie Anderson got the 1,000 yards, man, because he was the number – that was fucking uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's uh, – Teddy's number one, man. That was the number one. We should have never paid Robbie that contract because he had 1,000 yards. We never drafted Robbie Anderson. What the fuck are we giving him money for, man? If we if we should if we would have we should that money should have went to Curtis Samuel, dog. And I know you ain't a Curtis Samuel fan, but that motherfucker balled, man. He was a fucking dog, man. You guys can talk. Go look at the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves. Every one single time, hold on. Every single time he touched the ball. He was here four years. He played good one season because he was hurt all the three seasons. You don't play a guy like that money. Washington he played, he had paid two Washington paid him. Oh, Curtis Samuel, man. If you fool, and he was out that the entire year, year they paid. Curtis Samuel played at all. He played at all in Washington. To cut Curtis Samuel if they can afford it, because he can't stay healthy. Hold on, I, I'm gonna uh, look up his stats right now. Look up his stats, please. Nah, nah, he ain't done. He he's really been hurt. His and, wait, and you know what? I like Tony, him. you can't say that though, G. Yeah, he had a heart you problem. You can't say that, G. Oh, I can. Okay, hey, can I can I ask you a question career. about yeah, Curtis Samuel? So obviously, I watched him a ton at Ohio State, right? I just want to know, like, I haven't been able to watch him in the NFL. How did you guys use him? Would be my question because I haven't seen a lot of him. We didn't use like, him the right way the first oh, couple yeah. of years. He was like we a slash Cordell Patterson type. Almost. Okay, okay. Is I he, think we used all right. So in the early stages, in the first two years, one is that. He had a dealing with a hamstring injury at one point, I think, was one thing that was kind of like slowed his growth in the receiving part. But we always used him kind of in a as a multi-tool. And that would be we'd line him up in the slot. We would throw some like wide receiver screens to him and do some things like that. We should have been lined up in the backfield, G. He played running back out of Ohio State. We did run like end arounds, like a lot of kind of drafted him misdirection plays we did use him as a run like is the thing with curtis samuel is this is when he touches the ball he's electric like he his touch his touches to touchdown ratio is like insane like one year he had like he had like 12 catches and like four of them were touchdowns or something it was just bizarre but he has had he's he's made a glass dude and he has not even played I don't know if he's played two or three games for the Redskins since he's he been. Has it. He uh, has it. All right, so I have his stats pulled up right here. Okay, according to ESPN, okay, he played 13 or more weeks in three seasons. Okay, his rookie season, he only played nine games. In Washington, he played five games. Okay, uh, on average, he gets roughly four touchdowns a year and he is targeted anywhere from he gets anywhere from 65 targets and up to his most which was in 2019 when he got 105 targets 
And that's yeah, and that season. was with us, right? That was yeah. The, that was what got him paid. That was the one year he played season. All right, let's go ahead and welcome in what Twan John versus everybody. What's up, my man? What's going on, Tony? What's going on, guys? G baby. What's good, Juan? I couldn't, I couldn't get in, man, because I was using the link. That I had. see that's I, that's how that happened to me. That happened to me. It was and it was like telling me that this show had already ended, and I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, man, Tony must hate me, man. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this live? <laughs> we uh, we're sitting here trying to figure out. We're actually let's get back to Robbie Anderson. I wanted to bring the reason it brought it up is like, I like Robbie, but like it's like how it's like one of those people that you really like. You're friends with them, but they like wear on you and wear on you to where it's like at what at some point you start getting tired of even like being their friend and Robbie 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 my man this week announced that he wanted to change his name from Robbie with a Y to Robbie with an IE and he said this is like he likes the way it looks better on paper and when he used to wear number three he spelled it IE my thing is this what do you do? Like, is like, uh, I want y'all to call me a new name. What is it? Robbie. What? What's the new name? Robbie. Robbie, why? No, Robbie with the IE. Robbie, why? Robbie with the IE. It's so w- ridiculous. And a guy, he said, I like the way it looks better on paper for a man where his tweets need a damn person to translate them. Robbie, I mean, what is he going to do? Shut down reporters? It is what it what is this? What's going on with my man? Hey, has he gotten any arguments with Baker yet? What's going on there? No, I haven't heard one thing in camp about him other than this Robbie IE thing. Like not a thing. I haven't heard a word. I saw him ride into camp with uh with his helmet on. Uh so yeah, so I, fact, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, the, the fact that he didn't want to, um, uh, Baker is. I think that was more media hype than reality. I, I'm starting to believe that Robbie, when Robbie said that on Twitter, he really meant he was trying to stick up for Sam. So, but since then, he's kind. Of, he showed up for press conference today, laughing and giggling and joking. So one of the one of the sideline reporters there at the press conference sneezed or something. And Robbie looked and said, "Somebody get that man some hand sanitizer." Hand sanitizer. So, okay. yeah. Uh, we got Why Big Jordan in the house. Uh, how you doing, my friend? What's up? What's up, Tony? What's up, everybody? Big Jordan. Hey, Dia. He's he's a Browns fan, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You in here, Dia? Yep. All right. Let I, me I'm mute a... my TV real quick. Hold on. We Go got ahead, a Brown... we have a Browns fan in here, so they know I'm not lying. I'm a you you list Tony. I want you to lift, list off some things that that make you mad about Robbie, and I'm gonna list off some things about Baker. And if he if I'm lying, my man DF wants to tell me I'm lying. So go ahead, list off one thing, something about Robbie. I'm a because first of all, Robbie Baker Baker also called out his fans. Did I lie? Nope. Baker called out his training staff. Yep, he did. Baker spoke on Duke Duke Johnson's contract situation to the media publicly. Mm. 
Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that was a little bit overblown, but yeah, he did. You should never do that. Yeah, no. So when like why are we so mad at Robbie? We don't we don't keep the same energy for, for Baker. The Browns mad. The Browns fan is mad. I'm talking, at about, I'm talking about Panthers. No, fans. no. Why Big Jordan is saying why should why are we? I, I wouldn't say I'm not mad at Robbie. I'm just I like this. Is I have this one friend who I love dearly, but he gets shit face drunk every and every time. It's like it's just exhausting. It becomes it's annoying the, as fuck. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> like, dude. And then people who don't know him too. Are like, what the fuck's wrong with this dude? And you're like, oh, it's just, it's just Perry. He's got to deal with it. It's all right. He means well. It's just Tony. Like then they start questioning you. Same thing with Baker. Yes. Yes. They're like, no, why do you know, know Baker? <laughs> you know, or, or the other thing is too, they, or the other thing is too, they go on you a said, podcast. You said because say, hey, because I don't know now. Baker, I can't say that. Yeah. No, 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 we're saying no. that about Robbie. Is that Come Robbie? On, is on, just, we're not used to having just... Baker on the team, so we're not used to anything with Baker. Yeah, like I mean, he hasn't he done the, anything to piss me thing. off yet. Yeah, he ain't done nothing to piss me off yet. So, like, how about did, this? When Robbie the same Anderson, when Robbie and says it again, then this, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm a I'm gonna say this as as you know the. As far obviously the far as I went was in college football, and um, I just like, and I'm just speaking from a football player stand. Like, I think a lot of times with fans, fans get caught up in like the little shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like I don't give a fuck if Robbie changes his damn name to Mary Magdalene <laughs> <laughs> or Baker Mayfield did X Y Z or whatever. My the goal is how are they going to perform for the Panthers? And that's no, the I'm, only I'm, shit my, that my I really. Is, yeah, I gotta treat them both the same way. Because if no, no, like, no. we can't say I'm that about uh, Baker, and then I, I got you, but I, I, the just, same way. I just think that people gonna get into this Baker and Robbie beef, and it's just like that shit don't matter. It's just like, man, how are they gonna perform on the field? Because even if they get along and we go two and fucking fifteen, it's not gonna mean shit at the end of the year. We ain't gonna like either one of. And I would just say this is Baker right now. We have no history with Baker. That's what I meant. Myself as a fan, I have zero history. So, like, he hasn't had the opportunity to enorm. Like, when Robbie Anderson came into the Panthers, I didn't go, oh, this is the jackass who told that cop he was going to nut in his wife's eye. Yeah, I'm not thinking about that. I didn't say that. I didn't hold that, that against him. In fact, I was like, hey. Uh, I like Robbie because of that. Like, I'm what I'm saying is this: is Robbie's antics of be that bear, my name, like th- that was cute two years ago. Now it's like it's just like this. Is like I don't know what I'm saying is this. I'm not even upset. Is like, hey, Robbie Anderson, his his name has been missing in this training camp. I know it's only been three days. I just want to know. I want to know is where's Robbie? Is he like if you are? They um, it was um. Uh, Ty Gurley said this. He said, if you want to hoot with the Owls, you got to soar with the Eagles. And his he was talking about, like, if you want to go party at night, like on Friday, Saturday night, you better show up on Sunday and ball out. Then you can do that. What I'm saying is you can say who's that bear as long as you catch in the football. You can act like uh, my name is Robbie. Like saying my name is Rob. It's a different name. Bro, it's a nickname already. Your name's Robert. 
Yeah, like, and I want to side with Tony on that, man, because Tony, hey, he's you're exactly right, man, and that was the point I was trying to make. It's like what he's saying is Robbie's not fucking good enough yet for 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 us as fans to even be talking about him and the antics and whatever he's doing to cause attention. Thank he's you, not, He's not good enough yet for us to even be fucking talking about like that. When all these guys who, who who are balling out in practice and doing what they need to be doing, we need to be discussing those guys. I just nowadays we we concentrate on the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? We should be talking about what we we should be discussing what our new offensive linemen are doing and how that offense is gelling. Together. Fuck Robbie Anderson if he wants to be uh, change his name and shit. If he wants to be Prince, that's not news. <laughs> And then, like, and then our, our our PR department's got to stop focusing on that shit, man, and reporting real shit back to the fans. We want to know what the people who are here to play and do right by the Panthers and win are doing. Now, if Robbie and somebody got an argument today, or Baker and Robbie ain't getting along, that's some soap opera Oprah bullshit. So, are they hiding the truth then, Tuan, of what's really it's going like, on? Look, we just want to know what's going on that's going to help us win. I don't. I think that's my point, G-Baby, is that there is really nothing going on. And what I mean by that is, like, I really haven't – I just haven't heard, oh, man, Robbie Anderson looked fantastic today. Terrace Marshall Jr. really – How about fucking Ian Thomas? Didn't we just pay this motherfucker a no, no, I think we, I think he's on like a one year deal or something. Ian Thomas, no, it's, it's, it's a three, it's a three year deal that is front end heavy, so that way we can cut him if we need to. Yeah, I mean, we want, I want to see Tommy Trimble's name, yeah, you know, I mean, I want to hear those. That's all I'm saying is the first is the really first is I thought it would be fine if Robbie had this off season where he's bantering with fans and then he comes out there and he's just like fucking mauling it. But it's just been quiet. No, nah, man. He just started. We got to stop giving our energy to dumb shit. And <laughs> just like, look, we ain't going to oh, right. well, can, can I give you uh, some more dumb shit energy real quick, man? <laughs> I mean, I love dumb shit energy. I have been I'm on fire this week. The Carolina Panthers are presenting to us. When you go to the Panthers website, and anything they got like on that webpage, you know what I'm saying, that's discussing stupid shit. Thank you. Thank you. That's fucking ridiculous. It never used got, to be like this. The Panthers did the most disappointing thing that they have ever done as an organization this week for me. And that is um after day one of training camp. Um we saw a bunch of you saw a four man rush. You saw a dunk on demand on Twitter putting up. They went to training camp and they put up a couple of pictures and clips. Nothing, nothing new, nothing new under the sun. Stuff that I did in 2014. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking my camera out there, just posting some stuff. No big deal, but it generates fan excitement, it generates discussion. The next day, they come out and the policy, the team policy is that fans are not supposed to be taking and p- pictures and posting videos of training camp. And what I really, I'm so disappointed in this team for this is because this is just a continued effort by the rich to monopolize Bro. 
to monopolize the content. I'm, I'm glad. And, I'm glad Tony said something because I was about to get on the phone with my people and go crazy because yeah. my people reported back to me that went to go record because we we're supposed to be showing that shit live. Was that they couldn't record and that you know none of that shit. They couldn't take pictures and whatever. I was like, wait, wait, wait hold on. I was what? Man, that, yeah. that happened. West. <laughs> that happened. The first Two, a Thursday. It was Wednesday. Yeah. Day uh, one. They were okay well, the with it. Have no respect for the fucking fans anymore. They don't give a fuck about us. I've been trying to tell you guys, man. Rashad, Rashad from PNP was going to live stream it Wednesday. Well, Lucky that is year. probably pushing and, the edge a little bit. Well, they ain't gonna let you like, all this shit. But they, 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 now he had a video of a guy standing up there and said there will be no cameras, there will be no pictures. There would be no, no nothing. Yeah, well, that's what got me confused because I, I saw this. I was at work and I saw this guy, up there and I'm thinking, wow, that's 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 dumb. But then later on, yeah. I go home and I look on the internet, and there's four men. Russia's got something like Tony, like you said. Everybody's got something. I thought, well, they want to control the narrative, man. They want to control it. Well, they so, so did they? Did they tell four men? Did they tell them they couldn't do it anymore? Because my people. Yeah, you know, they rent told hotels they to go film and everything, and they they, they told them they couldn't do it. Nothing. Yeah, I the think only that's... ones that are allowed to do it are is the authorized people that Panthers.com says. That's bullshit. I mean, the the simple solution to it would be to just go ahead and like if, if I was part of the Panthers organization, I'd be reaching out to all these YouTubers like C3, PNP, like all these these guys that do Panther content, and try to get them under the umbrella, like put them on the payroll so. Then you have a say over the content, and you're helping out these 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 podcasts, these creators. That that would that would look a hell of a lot better than saying, "Hey, you guys can't record." I caught when I caught window, but I was like, "Yo, this is weak as hell." Like, I, there's I'm, I'm looking on YouTube, and there's no videos. Like, no, little, little no. like, right. oh, oh. like, I don't. It that that like I forget who it was that said it, but that's it's, it's mad disrespectful to the fans yeah. and these content creators. It's corporate greed, and the, the thing I just want to finish on, and I, my last statement, I'll let you guys get back on it, is that in a time, the irony of this policy is that in a time where for the four, last four years, the interest in the Carolina Panthers has only declined mm-hmm. among fans. Right, is training camp has become less interesting for the last four years. The season has become less interesting for the last four years. The NFL draft has become less interesting. The hopes and dreams for Panther fans have become less interesting. The desire to go to football games for fans and spend all that money and go out there has become less interesting. So in a time where you want to generate interest, you're actually kind of putting a divide up because you're scared you're going to miss out on four or five thousand dollars worth of revenue potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want you to go to Panthers.com. They want you to watch the Panthers.com on YouTube video. But here's the thing: they don't even have like a great content creation model. Really, is that like and and they've always been good in what they put out, but I think they're really missing out on. The conversation part. Why are why is Darren Gant not doing a, a report after training camp at the end of the practice? Hey, Tony, can I, hey, Tony, can I speak on this? Because I did a show about this about a year and a half ago. So, um, and G Baby's gonna blow his fucking top when I tell you. 
So David Tepper, man, notice I said his name first. So David Tepper got with some guys and they decided with our social media. Dave, you guys remember back, we were voted first. About four years ago, the Carolina Panthers were actually, believe it or not, were actually voted. We They said we had the number one social media department. I yeah, I remember that too. And David Tepper felt like we shared too much with social media or whatever. And, you know, Although he didn't attach his name to it the way the way they did, his name was brought up. But you know anything that goes on with the Panthers, he's gonna have his hands in. So David Tepper felt like they were doing too much with it, and he restricted it. It didn't go into why he restricted some of the social media uh, situations with the Carolina Panthers. But with everything Tony just named, he said it's been within the last three to four years, maybe the last three. Guys, I ask y'all, and this is the way G-Baby loses his shit. What's changed in the last three years? <laughs> Tepper, Tepper and sucks. Matt Everything he just ran down, Tepper and Matt Rule. Tepper has his hands in shit. He knows nothing about just to put his hands in it. Bro, I told you he made a... Bro, he made fucking Ron Rivera which is a Super Bowl-winning linebacker that was on the best defense in the Chicago Bears changed his fucking defense, man. Yeah, I mean, that that's the... But then going back to what Tony said, but when all of that bullshit is over, David Tepper still wants you to spend more money for tickets. Yeah, He still wants you to go to the websites and buy shit. He still wants you to buy this, do that. And it's just like, fuck the fans, bro. I think it's a antiquated model, and look, we got uh, we got a couple of YouTube creators up here on this uh, right on this panel right now. Uh, some from even a different fan base. Um, I, I look, I got in, and and I know I'm the old hat in in this room when it comes to this stuff. But when we first started, the first piece of content I put on the internet was called the Halftime Hangout. And uh, it was Joey and I where we on Google Hangouts. It was the first thing you could ever use to stream live on the Internet. The first thing ever you could do this really just from a regular computer. And we would get up and talk for during halftime as a way we kept like kept our friendship up. We used to be college roommates. He moved away. So I've been on the Internet since like live streaming this kind of stuff since it was in its infancy. And I've seen a lot of creators come and go. I've seen a lot of people do a lot better than me, a lot, you know, and, but one thing that I always have been irritated about is when we see each other as like bad competition for each other. Like, here's the thing is that a rising tide lifts all boats. The more we're talking, look, the fact is the more that we're talking about the Panthers on Friday night, these 170 people right now, that enhances the value of the Panthers organization. So that's why, like, when I see another YouTuber who has the same type of content or the same genre, I retweet their mess. I share their mess because the more discussion we build, the bigger the discussion will get every day. And there's more for us to all eat on. And that's where I think this is the antiquated model is that. Like you want people to talk about the Panthers. Yeah, I I couldn't agree I'll with say you. Say that more. shit again, Tony. Damn. I like that. I 
I couldn't agree with you more because, like, just me personally, I see that a lot with, like, Browns creators and stuff like that. Like, the top of the top, guys, I'm not going to name drop because I'm not here to talk shit. But, like, right. you'll get those people who are just like, nope, I won't retweet. I won't comment on anybody else's shit. Like, I just, I've never understood that mentality of, like, hey, just because you do the same stuff, like, screw you. Like, that's not how it should be. Like, y'all are Panthers fans. Y'all got to lift each other. Y'all got to be a fan base connected. Same thing with us. Like, we fight all the time on Brown's Twitter. It's just like, get over your shit and let's be fans. That's what it should be. It's that's the wildest thing. Cause like, um, what last <clears throat> last year when uh they they I forget what it was called, but it was like uh Tony. It was you Tony with Cody, and then it was uh Dave and Shot and Pat Coltrane was like moderating this like that was one of the that, those were like some of the dopest fucking vids like you have all these youtube content creators they come together to do this little show share their opinion uh, like you said a rising tide lifts all what they're doing is counterproductive like it, it make it make sense like we, we we as panther fans want as much information i can't speak for everybody else but i i like every season i do the same thing I do it with uh, the South Carolina game cause. Like, I'm like, man, I, I'm not going to pay nearly as much attention. I ain't buying no NFL Sunday ticket. I ain't about to spend my money on nope. any of this shit. And as the season starts to get closer, I'm on my phone. Yo, is there any, any news out about the Panthers? Yo, <laughs> did, we, did we pick up anybody? Oh, shit, we got him. Oh, oh, wait, yo, we might be good. This next thing you know, football season upon us. I'm spending my money on the NFL Sunday ticket. I'm trying to absorb as much content as possible. I'm, I'm at school with my headphones in, listening to podcasts after podcast because everybody else is going to have a different opinion, a different opinion. And then I come across somebody that I'm like, "Yo, man, what are you talking? That don't make none of that makes sense." And then I'm, actually, he that does kind of. Why? Why are you like? Why? Why are you trying to stop the flow of information? Like, like the more that's out there, the more like fans from other other fans of other teams are going to want to know. Like, uh, yo, what? Yo, the, the, the Panthers are popping? Yo, like, let's go check them. Let's go to the Panther shit and talk shit to them. Like, I enjoy that. I, I don't, I, I can't play. I'm not, I'm not, I can't do sports and shit anymore. So here's the, yeah, here's where they missing the point on it. And you're, and you're right on the money on this is that the people who are on this show right now, the people who are watching this type of content right now are like the diehard of diehard fans. You know what I'm saying? And not that and I and I am not a gatekeeper fan. I don't care if you only check in on once or twice on the team. You're still a fan. You're cool with me. But what I'm saying is this is the people that are on this panel right now can't get enough. Right? It's like this, you know, and so here's what we do though, because of our hyper interest in this team, they see us talking about regular people who are fans, but ca- more casual in their content consumption, go, oh. I heard Baker had a tough day in training camp today or something like that. If they were only getting, if there was only one centralized media source, they would never run across that. So by them, like so by them running onto this channel, they're going to go to Panthers.com today and go, oh, wait, are they talking about that bullshit Robbie Anderson IE stuff or do they got, you know, and it's going to just continue to push. It's like a, so I don't know. It's just a. This was a very irritating thing to me. 
And what is really irritating to me about it, or at least I think an irony, is Bill Voth is the czar of Panthers media. Uh, and DF is Bill Voth is from Cleveland and is a Cleveland Browns fan, by the way. What? He, yeah, Bill. Yeah, I mean, and because he was in the, he came to Charlotte and he was in TV, uh, media. You know, like that's, of, he was working as a reporter. A news, hey, well, y'all, y'all know Ellis Will, Williams, who now covers yeah, he the Panthers. Too. He was, he came from Cleveland. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he the, was with you, us you last know, year. You know, something wild. Uh, I, I listen to WFNZ. We're a lot like uh, JD does. I, while I live in Bristol, I, I don't get a lot of local news about the Panthers. So I'll listen all day long to WFNZ when I can get away with it at work, because just, and I don't like I don't really like uh, uh, the other sports. I just don't. I'm a big football guy, but I'll listen to it all day in hopes that I'll hear just a little bit of Panther talk and a little bit of Panther updates. Uh, the day we traded for Baker Mayfield. Nick Wilson announced the the WFNZ radio host that he was moving back to Cleveland and taking a job at a radio station up there. Yeah, so almost like it was just by coincidence. Like uh, as, and he was he was so hyped to get uh, yep. Baker Mayfield here, and then once he got Baker Mayfield here, he had to leave. But I want to my last point with Bill Voth is the irony of this is that Bill Voth started this kick-ass website in 2014 called Black and Blue Review. He was one of the first independent, like he said this, is like newspapers are dying, TV shows are dying, and he tried to create a one-man professional reporting model with black and blue review it was dope like and he would get out and he was by himself man you know what i'm saying put the camera up he would do this he would do all the content and really basically at the end of the day and this was as we were trying to build our website and ours is just for fun man i have a career you know what i'm saying like he was trying to make this his career right and he realized this is like it's too hard for one person to pierce through the corporate shit like and because you know you got to sell you got to he was being a webmaster he was being the news creator he was trying to sell ads he was trying to do everything well he ended up landing a job with panthers.com and you know what they do is panthers.com just a lot of their content is kind of black and blue review style content like he would do the same like you would see those same kind of rhythms of the coverage and stuff at least a few years ago I just think there's an irony to it to a guy who was in independent independent media is now part of the czar of the media department that is trying to stamp out this. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, uh, Darren Gant. Darren Gant used to be one of his sidekicks who went from the Charlotte Observer and the Pro Football Talk. To, Gast- and- to Gaston- Gastonia or something like that? Yeah. Not Gastonia. Exactly. He went somewhere. I- Rock Hill. He went to Rock yeah. Hill maybe. Yeah. I, I he, I, he he I think he was with the Charlotte Reserve. They kicked him to do host a college show one once one off season or one season. Oh, I went off. I called Charlotte Observer up and ended up talking to this guy I've never talked to before at the time. A reporter that I didn't know I was talking to really was a guy named uh uh Joe Person. I, I, on the phone, and now this is way back in the day, and I chewed him out because they were switching Darren Gant, and Joe was like, dude, he's my friend, I know it, I'm just going to do the best I can, I cover the Panthers, we talked a little bit, I apologize for going off, but 
back in the day when first Twitter first opened, Darren Gant was one of the only folks you could follow that gave you true Panther coverage. The yeah, and he uh, remember he went and worked for what's what's the Pro Football Talk, pro football the one talk. that's yeah, and then he got not fired, I guess released in their one of their contractions. I think it was because he's not as clickbaity as they yeah, they exactly. need to be. He, he never was that way. These he's an old school newspaper man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's what he is. He's a newspaper man and he's good. He's a very good reporter. Yep. It's just a strange it's just really strange, man, to me that the Panthers are kind of closed off, closed minded on this. I don't um, I don't know I don't know why, because it's like what we just had with Robbie, right? <laughs> the Carolina Panthers ain't fucking good enough to be closed off from nothing. Yeah. <laughs> What is the just Carolina? A secret? What are we keeping a secret? If anybody stole our secrets from the past couple of years, they'll be shitty like we are. Well, let, let me yeah, it's definitely this. not <laughs> a secret. Yeah, that I mean, is not what they're real. worried I mean, about. This year, I think we're going to be great, but what the fuck are we hiding? Um, nobody, uh, nobody is sending drones <laughs> up our practice trying to figure out what the fuck we're doing, bro. We're going to run a four uh, quarterback system. I, mean, I, mean, I, look, I hate to say this, but who in the fuck do we think we are? <laughs> I know. Well, and it's really, that's because, and that's what tells you that it's not about the playbook. It's not about that. It's about content ownership. Right. It's about the monopolization of the product. It is, you know, when we were a website, and, and this is funny. Is that I beg people to smash the thumbs up button on this show. I beg, I literally beg people to hit the thumbs up, subscribe, tune in. Mm -hmm. In 2014, when we were first getting started, I'm talking about a website that got like a thousand hits a week or something like nothing. You know what I'm saying? Nothing like a hundred views on YouTube over a week or something. We did a fan contest where we bought, I bought two tickets and I said, if you send us a video and tell us why you're a Panthers fan, we're going to have a contest and best video wins the tickets. We probably got only five submissions, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like this mug. But guess who emailed? Guess who the fuck emailed? It's really like that. (laughs) The Carolina Panthers lawyer emailed me. And he said, uh, you're not allowed to give away tickets in contests. He, they did let us, he said, we'll let you do it this one time. But he said, if you flip over the ticket, it says this ticket's property for the Carolina Panthers. So basically, I mean, and the thing is, is that if they're going to give away tic- like ticket contests, they don't want to fucking fuck with their sponsors or whatever. But I just thought it was the, it's so funny is I can't even get the Panthers to acknowledge that we exist. But you fucking do one little thing like that. And they're like. What the fuck y'all doing hey, up Tony, here on this thing called the internet? Tony, what you should have told him was that under economic law and entertainment law, that when you purchased that ticket, that ticket went from Carolina Panthers from their business to your business. Let me finish real quick. Now you own that ticket. You have the rights to that ticket to do whatever the fuck you wish to do. And I, what, what I would have told him is stop fucking with me and take your ass outside of that stadium and go to the and go to these guys that are scalping if you're that concerned about who these tickets are going yeah, to. Well, that's he's a good not going to do anything. Mm. Like that. He wants to fuck with the people that are actually trying to make the Panthers look good. 
They have a loophole on the back that basically says that you can't do I mean, it's cra- it was crazy. I was like, oh, well, my bad. I was like, dude, uh, can you get us an interview with a player? Uh, <laughs> like, please. Like, hey. uh, I mean, like, but I just thought it was funny. Like, how the fuck did they find that on the Internet? Yeah, because they're watching. Does anybody on here has anybody on here streamed per se a Madden game online? Yeah, I, they do that I, all I, the time though. Yeah, I, I I did I did it, and here's what I did. Now this is a couple years ago. That's supposed I to be like how to do it. I had a, P, I, had a, I had a PS4 once, right? And I, and I figured out how to do it, and I set it all up. I was so excited, so I streamed this game. And the so and after I got done, the next morning I looked because I wanted to see if anybody noticed it, and it was flagged because I didn't mute the sound, the music that was playing on it, yeah. and it was a copyright violation of people who oh, owned the music yeah, that was they, on the map. They game. get you bad. Oh yeah, they you'll get, get things for everything just, on YouTube. That blew me away, and it's like you can play the game, you just people. can't play the music because they don't own the music. I, I feel I realized that later. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, you know what? You actually don't get in trouble for it. You don't get in trouble for it. Like uh, anytime we get de- you get demonetized for it. And what that means is, is your video, they just take your the money that you would have made off of that video, like the five cents, and they give it to that. Uh, well, they give dude, it to a, that person. I got instead. a channel strike. Um, oh, really? That I that I had to get removed. I had to email and talk with you, uh, whoever it was. I don't know who it was at YouTube, but. Because I had, I was talking about Mac Wilson, who we had at linebacker, and uh, it was ironically it was training camp, and I was talking about it, and I threw in one of his like preseason highlights, and it was no joke, like five seconds, and I got a strike off of that. A and real strike. Oh, those are big. Yeah. To this day, I still have a warning, even though it's gotten removed. Like that's how extreme YouTube is with it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's just- I got a strike one time where I was at train, and this is funny. Here's a good the training camp story for you. This would have been the 2015 training camp, I think. Um, I was there and I did like a little video, like a live report kind of thing, and uh, the music that they were playing on the field. Yep got me dinged and i was like damn it man like i mean like you can't even go to a bar like if you were at the club and you were being like hey i'm with cam newton right now look at this and then it's like bing 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 um so it's tough it's tough out there let's get back to football a little bit though and instead of me just moaning about how my youtube channel makes eight bucks let me uh more than mine. That's, that's a good <laughs> dollars. One thing, one thing this week I went over, I went off on, was the left tackle and left guard spot. I really blew my mind that Michael Jordan is actually competing with uh, Brady Christensen for the I left guard spot. Yeah, that blew my mind. Hey, hey, y'all have, y'all on, have Ohio on. State Michael Jordan? Yes. Yeah. I did not know y'all had him. They're supposed to. I mean, they're supposed to let him. They're supposed to let him compete. He's not going to get the job. Hey, Juan, Juan, I I wanted to ask you a question real quick, G. Uh, How do you feel about that JC Horn, G? Being on the on the list, G. On the what list? Publis. I don't. I don't know. What? What are we? 
I mean, he he's, he's on the physically unable to perform list because of his. Oh, the publics, the publics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, you don't know about that now, G. No, I'm just saying, just I don't know. know. Just, I don't know why he's, he's on healthy. It. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, we, I don't, we're waiting to reserve here. Before we get in that, let me uh, welcome in a couple of people who've been trying to get into the show for a minute. Uh, we got Jim here. Jim, Panther fan, introduce yourself, please. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm just a Browns uh-huh. fan, like DF Sports. Oh, Browns fan. Browns fan. All right, yeah, so, this is awesome. I, well, welcome. I don't know if you're or not. <laughs> I was actually commenting when Cody, uh, I think that's his name, who usually runs his screen, yeah. yeah, he was talking trash about Mayfield. I was yeah. dropping stats for him. He, he does that uh, quite often. a few of them. Yeah. Oh, he is yeah. He has been fighting hard today with uh, the Panthers creators uh, about this overthrow. He has this pick, and they have been debating, is this an overthrow or not? And, like, I just want to say, maybe you should just say it was a high ball. Like, it was, high, it was a high ball. But, I mean, but they must have Probably. argued for four hours about this one picture. All right, let's get keep pounding in here. Welcome to the show. What's up? Hey man, uh, how you feeling about this training camp? Uh, pretty good. I was only out there for day one, uh, but I liked what I saw so far. The line's gelling pretty well. Um, we'll see what happens. Hey, let me let me ask you a question real quick. So there's kind of a debate among Browns fans, or there was, I should say, about the real height of Baker Mayfield. He's listed. I think he's listed at like six foot. But I know a girl who sat next to him, y'all are going to laugh. I swear to God, I'm telling the truth. She sat next to this man at the Cheesecake Factory in 20 – it was the year he got drafted, oh so 2018. Goodness. And she said – now, you know, I've been around this girl. I know how tall she is. He, she said that he is a little taller than her, and there's, this girl is not that tall. So I just want to know from your standpoint – I mean, you saw the man. I just want to know, does he look smaller in person or what? Because that's a debate. Uh, possibly. Dang. You know, you looking. I, I saw some official measurements that put him like at like six feet, like, but not not over six. Like, I don't know, between six feet and six foot one. Like, right. he, I know he's There's listed no as six shot. foot one. Yeah, like, he's I, I just, six yeah. foot one. I'm yeah. also so, I list so myself. He needs to wear bigger. He needs to wear bigger heels so to make him taller, yeah, right? Tall, yeah, man. I think it was his combine. I'm, I'm trying to remember where it was because yeah, it was he, like he was listed foot. at six foot and a half. And a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And that was Baker like six was, six was good too. though. I think. Um, I would, but I, I, I think like, six feet. But I don't. I don't give a fuck if he's six five. Is he going to win ball games? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Russell, it all depends on how he draws line. Holds up. Is he going to win? <laughs> well, he no. better than, than Slam, Slam Darnold. Well, I will tell you this. I list myself at 5'10", but the doctor <laughs> fucking ruined my whole self-perception. Everybody always trying to embellish with the hype, bro. Nah, five, nine, it was 5'9 and three quarters. Like, so... And that, that girl pushed that thing so hard down on my head. I thought she was trying to drill me into the planet, bro. I was like, oh, bro. Man. Hey, Tony, it's called reality. Hey, Tony, it's called reality when they do that. Right, <laughs> right. Tony, you should have screamed concussion. 
I had a chick one time when I went. You to mean the you're doctor, not gonna do it from the top of my hair? I had a chick one time measure me when I was like crouched down a little bit, bro. I'm six yeah. two. She measured me at like. I think she measured me at like 5'11 or something. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that is not right. <laughs> to put it on your ear. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? It's sometimes I just don't want to know the real truth. You might call it reality, Tuan Don, but I just want to have a belief. I know, you know there man. Was a, there was look. a time in my life that I thought that uh, Jim Abbott, you guys know who Jim Abbott is? Yeah, the boxer? No, the former baseball, the one-handed baseball player. This is before the internet, bro. Before the internet where you got your stats out the back of the card. Jim Abbott was a one-handed pitcher, and I swear in my real memory, I remembered seeing a stat that said he hit a home run. And I was like, my life, and then I finally went and Googled it later on, and it turns out it wasn't true. And my world was just better when uh, Jim Abbott had hit a home run. My world was better when I thought I was 5'10". Hey man, my uncle said it's two measurements on a man's body that they would we don't like being fucked with. <laughs> <laughs> and I talk about your feet. <laughs> man, we got to come, right. to, we gotta come to the truths with about both of them, man. I mean, <laughs> well, at least we're not having a small hands conversation. Yeah, here, exactly. Baker, you know, the the double glove demon up there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I know. People are really worried about it. So, um, all right, let's get back to training camp here. Did keep pounding bounce? He got dipped out. I guess he fell out. Um, all right, uh, so training camp, the top highlights of our news has been about the competition with, between the quarterback. We've talked about that. We've talked about some of the questions in the <clears throat> receiving. Now let's shift to the secondary. Let's kind of pivot back to that J.C. Horn hurt injury thing, but – this gives opportunity for some other guys uh, to get to get in the game, right? And that is um, there you go. Taylor. Keith Taylor's yeah. one. Who was this uh, guy that we drafted real late from Baylor? Man, fuck him, man. Hey, we need a we need to play uh, Chris Westry, man. That's who I'm talking about. Isn't no, that no, that no. ran uh, uh, was from Baylor that ran the like? No, like no. no. Barnes. It's like no, running four one or something like four two. No, yeah, we I mean, signed like, we signed Chris Westry at at, uh, at a free agency. Man, he's six four. <laughs> he's, he's fast. Man, I'm telling you guys. Oh, that's the guy that came from Baltimore, right? Yes. Yeah. Don't, yeah, okay. don't sleep on Chris Westry. Uh, There's no license. Well, speed. if he was really good, then why is he with us now? Why is he still in Baltimore? He's coming off an injury. Yeah. I always question that type of shit. We should have never let Dilly walk. We should have never repeated again. We should have never let Dilly walk. Period. All right, let's go to DF. Go ahead, DF. I just, I, I'm sorry, but I've got to ask you guys this, as you know, somebody who's uh, obviously a different fan. You guys, as Panthers fans, I need your, what's your thoughts on Lamar? Do you think he is as, do you think he's God's 
gift to a quarterback like some of these Ravens fans? Do? Oh man, we no. help you. I do not. Lamar's top ten. Uh-huh. He had a bad year last year, but he's still top ten. He's declined every year since his yeah. MVP. I, 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 I like to. I like to see somebody, and I know people will say it ain't possible, but as a Panther fan, it is possible. I want to see what happens when Lamar can't run and he has to stand in the pocket and oh. rely on people to catch the ball. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what Why I was are you told. Hoping that he can't run. That's kind of. No, no, I didn't say that. I hope he can't. Dude, tell me you don't remember them games when Cam Newton yeah. couldn't run and he had. Yeah, that guy is going to be just fine. <laughs> all right, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not disrespecting Lamar Jackson at all. I'm just saying I want to see what he can do if whatever reason, whatever reason, that hey, I was, he can't run outside the pocket. No, no. Hey, no, Pickle, what's, what's going on is, you know, and I'm saying this in good fun, the Browns fan is trying to get us as Panthers fan involved in their beef. <laughs> I just, I just want your opinion, bro, because I was told. If we don't like Lamar hey, either. Hey, listen, here's the thing. You got to understand, I'm told on the daily that Lamar is a top five quarterback. I'm told. I had five. somebody I had somebody tell me that if Lamar didn't have the legs that he had, he would still be a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Oh, man. I, 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 uh, you know what is this? Is um, you're, You are kind of coming into the lion's den. Asking that question for us because hey, Tony, we, you, we got some uh we got some kind of here's the thing is like your Lamar right away is that this is that we can't answer that question this year for Lamar because they put a bunch of bums around him. He'll be right good like Miami. I mean he doesn't have it, so it's gonna be hard to answer that question. Here's but, the thing is when you have a player who has the ability to run like he does. Like Twan was saying, you don't want to take that away from him. Right? So if you need him to be, if you need him to be the type of player Peyton Manning was, then you're that's not what that's not what he is. I don't think here, as I think he's a top ten quarterback with the potential to be a top five quarterback. I mean, he won an MVP. Right. Yeah. And and that the idea is this is that like, but on a team, like right now, you just gotta be worried. That maybe the Ravens are gonna do to him what we did to Cam, which Gave is him a like say, that's it. <laughs> Good hey, luck. Let me tell you guys in DF, DF, I just picked you because I know I happen to know the other beef with Cleveland fans. When that team <laughs> left Cleveland, y'all became what? We didn't become uh, nothing. They were anti, they, no. uh, anti no. Baltimore fans. We kept our team. Yeah, yeah. The Cleveland, Cleveland kept the Cleveland Browns. We got yeah. the history. Okay. We got everything. We kept mm-hmm. the Browns. Yeah. But 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 it divided your but it divided your house because some a lot of those guys didn't come back. Um, you mean fans? from what I actually understand, a lot of like I actually live in North Carolina as a Cleveland okay. fan, so it's kind of funny. I live in Raleigh. Yeah. Um, but uh, from what I understand, because I've got a brother who lives in, in Cleveland, is that a lot of Cleveland fans, like when they left, they actually became Steelers fans. And so he actually hates the Steelers more than he hates the Ravens. Okay. Yeah, I hate I want to give, uh, while I got two Browns fans on the line, I do want to give y'all some props as fans. Um, mm-hmm. There is a, uh, there's a watering hole I go to down the street from my house, and that is the place where Browns fans go and watch their games every year. Oh, the backers? 
Backers bar. Yeah, I mean, and they just these like they. I just want to say I appreciate a fan base that can keep interest through so much difficulty. Like, I mean, I feel like the same way for the Alliance. Like, we have been moaning. No, we have been moaning on this podcast. Like, one of the things is Cody Lashney is relatively new to the podcast. Like, he's my co-host, but I've been doing it. You know, he came on four years ago. But, like, we haven't had a winning season since he's been on the podcast. And it gets tough. You know I mean? It gets tough talking about the, you know, it's a lot more fun. Let's just say this. This shit was really easy and fun in 2015, bro. Like, yes. I mean, when Cam Newton's MVP, dabbing, we were dabbing on us. We were doing everything. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just want to say this is that I really appreciate that commitment because these guys go, they decorate the bar. They fucking, oh, yeah, man. they we're are crazy. like rooting, cheering, and they'll, like, be like, the celib- be like, like they'll be like, "I'll be like, why are you cheering so hard?" They'd be like, "We yeah. completed a goddamn pass, motherfucker!" It's like, it's like, I remember watching the the Steelers Browns playoff game from the 2002 season, so it would have been 2003. As I remember watching it with my dad. Uh, I remember watching it with my dad. I was 10 years old. Uh, I ain't even gonna lie, man. Hey, the Browns are gonna win, Dad. The Browns are gonna win, and they ended up losing. And he was like, "Son, welcome, welcome to Cleveland Browns football." (laughs) Do you like? Is it like? It's it's almost a. All right, so I'm a Cubs fan, uh, and I have a bizarre reason why I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah, is that uh, one of the things is though? Is it almost becomes like a cool part of your identity to be the lovable loser? And then, and then when you have success and you win, you've got to really, you're like, now we got to do this all the time. It's like almost, you know, is that with the Cubs? It was just always like, Hey man, this is just kind of part of the life. We're going to drink beer and watch the baseball game. And then now it's like, Oh, we really suck again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like a DF said this, um, uh, at the beginning when he first got on, that like Baker was exactly what the Browns needed in 2018 to like really be like, Hey, like we can win games. We can do this kind of thing. Uh, and we kind of outgrew him. And that's kind of like, I mean, you all been to a super bowl, two super bowls really in my like NFL, like watching career, right, your basically. lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. My lifetime. <clears throat> and that's what I hope he does for you all. Cause like, I, personally, me personally, I actually really like Christian McCaffrey and really want to see him on a winning team for once. Um, and so, like, I hope he does that to you all. So you all, like, don't become... I mean, Christian McCaffrey is holding us back. I'm tired of people making us like... Well, like, back. and I hope he doesn't, like... I, and, and it, do I know, mean, I know, like, I know we'll lose a lot of people with that, but I'm look, I'm tired of the Christian McCaffrey... He he can't stay healthy. It ain't the Carolina. Yeah, no, I, agree. I, agree. I, agree. I really hope he does. This season. I really <laughs> hope he does. It's not like Christian need to get his shit together. Yeah, yeah. I overblown, overblown <laughs> narrative. That's an overblown narrative. This is this is. Uh, you guys are falling in to the allure of the twenty-four hour media cycle. It's not twenty-four it's, hours though. It's two seasons in a row. Tony, Tony, Tony. I own. C-Max, C-Max jersey. I call him white chocolate, bro. 
I'm telling you right now. There's only one white chocolate. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, dude. I'm, I'm a biggest Christian McCaffrey fan. But if that motherfucker don't get it together this year, G, we got to trade him and get him for fucking value. Just like we need yeah. to trade Gacy fucking Horn right now. Hey, you have me with the CMC. I don't know. We need to trade Gacy Horn, man. Trade him to Cleveland. Okay, okay, let's why we can get the value now. I'm telling you guys right they now. Will be lined up this show alone, G-Baby's done traded. Robbie Anderson, J.C. Horn, Christian McCaffrey. He done traded half a damn team. We could pretty soon we're going to be the Carolina yeah. nobody. Hey, Shaq Thompson can get the fuck out of Carolina, too. I will trade Shaq Thompson, too. We can't, we can't trade you. Anybody. I tell you what, Brown. We'll trade you a fan named G-Baby. Perfect. I get where I, I get where the guy where G Baby is coming from. Like G Baby, you don't want to be no Browns fan, man. You don't want to be no Browns fan. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. Gee, we've been straight ass for five years. No, I we have. Let y'all know, James. James can back back me up. They've been the asked that I've been defending <laughs> uh, that I've defended Baker nonstop until last year. By the way, yeah, um, I actually watch DF Sports all the time. So, hey man, you make good ta- content. This guy yeah. makes good content. Um, yeah. I, I do want to. I want to. I'm going to say this, but my last thing, I and mean, we're going to go to ba- back to Baker on this is when it comes to Christian McCaffrey. I understand two seasons have injuries. Neither of them have been um, like giant injuries, like surgically surgical repairs, things exactly. like that in your career. All soft t- tissue injuries, all non-contact. Um, I think that one of the things is just that Carolina has known that he's been the only sure fire thing on the team, so it has been a protect an overly protective uh, approach with him. So I think if we were in a playoff hunt he wouldn't have been put on um the injured reserve list to end a season they would have tried to nurse it nurse it nurse it and then say we'll have him back ready for the playoffs so i think if he was in kansas city or if he was with la last year he wouldn't have been out for the whole season so i do think we've been a you know is i just don't want you look he was very durable for his first three years his 2019 Uh, season is historic yeah, I mean, it's pretty my cool. thing is, my thing is, is McCaffrey like, now. I think he's 26, 25, 26. I'll look it up. Tony, my thing is like, and that gets into another thing. We ain't, we ain't gonna get into that tonight. But like, we have saved and saved and protected and baby Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. But then you take D Jack, who stayed just as hurt as him, oh, and we back out onto the field hurt. Thank so you. that's more of Carolina Panthers fuckery, and 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 and, and just and I'm gonna be done with this. And look, D-Mac was the only thing that I'm holding on to now as a Carolina Panthers fan, and don't take this away from me, is that I'm not a Browns fan. <laughs> mm. Tell me, I got to hold on to something, bro. I tell myself. I'm not a Browns fan, and that's what keeps me sane. <laughs> oh, man. I think, you know, what would be worse being a Browns fan is being a Lions fan. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, imagine being a podcast. They have, they have <laughs> <NFL> <laughs> <great>. <laughs> Yeah, 
I mean, but, so to uh, take the picture, like, funnily enough, the, the Lions, like, uh, their career record against the Browns is like, I, I don't know. I looked into this play when they played them last year. They double digit wins versus like single digit losses. But man, now wow. y'all got the team. Yeah. But now the y'all got a team where y'all can be really, really, really oh, good. So so good. Sick of this. I, I, I won't believe it until I, I see it, bro. How many years say that? I know. No I, hey, there's a I, different. Yeah. Hey, there's a different sheriff in town now, buddy. I will be like, I'm okay. glad that he's. Is he playing this year? Yes, he will. Yes. Be. It's a likely suspension next week. Yeah, I think he'll get eight or six. Suspension comes next week, you said? Yeah. That's Early the report. Eight, eight. Mm-hmm. I think eight, eight six eight. and under. I'd, I bet, I'd bet money right now, six and under. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to ask a question about Baker Mayfield, and we'll start with the Browns guys. Uh, you guys watched him. One of the things is this: is like uh, no matter how big of NFL fans you are or we are, is that we get so tunnel locked into our own teams. You know, is that so? Throughout the season, we have to bring in uh, guests from other teams just because they're watching them at that hyper intensive look like we do. So we know everything about our team. And sometimes we speak on things about other teams that we don't know that well. So one of the things that comes into the discussion when we got Baker Mayfield is that the Carolina Panther fans have been uh, saying that he, there's the people that don't like him say he's reckless, careless, turns the ball over too much. Um, if you go and look at it, or at least when I just looked at his season by season record, there were two seasons where he had a high turnover ratio. Two out of four. Like, so it's been two really good ones, two not. The last, am I wrong in saying this, that I know that the last year was tough and the numbers did not look great, but weren't didn't he throw six picks in the last two games? And is that like end, that finality? Did that... Did those last two games make the season feel worse than it actually was? James, you go first. <laughs> um, so I, I would just push back and say, like, like so he threw 14 interceptions 2018 season, 21 the 2019 season, 8 the 2020 season, and then 13 the 2021 season. Um, so, like, he's always been, like, in his, like, Cleveland Browns stint, like, a interception like like a boomer bust kind of guy um so like the only year like he didn't throw double digit interceptions was 2020 the first year with Stefanski um as for his last two games um so I think it it fell off a cliff like after the 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 Bengals game I was actually there at the Bengals game I was there like there for it I was at Cincinnati for it it was great it's really happy I was there for it. Um, but, like, that Patriots game on, I think that's where the <laughs> wheels came off. Like, I mean, like, he was he was crap ever since then. And, I, I mean, like, for whatever reason, right? I'm not trying to say, like, like it was the shoulder or not. Um, and I think it really hit the Lions game. I'm not sure when that was, like, in his, like, the last game of the season. Uh, but the Lions game was really bad for him. And then you had the Packers game that was really bad for him, and then the uh, the Steelers game was horrible. I mean, T.J. Watt toyed with him. I mean, it was like a cat and a mouse kind of thing. I was mean, T.J. Watt just messed with him. 
Was he hurt with that Patriots game? I see his stats. Yeah. I mean, he's been hurt. He was hurt ever since the Texans game. I mean, and it, and it only got worse after the Cardinals game. That's when it got really bad. Well, the Patriots Stack game came before that. Should, yeah. should he have? Should he have played? Honestly, in your opinion, no. Do you um? Do if you he believe- didn't play. He would still be the Browns quarterback. And do, you, do, do you two? Um, do you two Browns fans believe the Halo rumors? The oh, what? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that he played Halo before. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I yeah, have no yeah, doubt. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let do. me. Let me. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. You go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was. I just want to answer this question. So here's my thing, right? Because everybody talks about the injury. I'll tell you where I my first red flag. I'll take every season that Baker's had away. My first red flag from last season was before he got hurt. It was the Bears game, and I'll tell you why. You look at that game and you're like, oh, that wasn't a bad game for Baker. That was, you know, he was solid. But I saw Baker miss some easy, easy throws in that game. And at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it came down to decision-making and just going through your reads and manipulating the pocket, seeing your window. And Go ahead. As as somebody who watched every single game that Baker has played in, like the mistakes he made in the 2021 season are the same mistakes he's made ever since he's been a Browns quarterback. I mean, yeah, like, he had a great game in the Chargers This is game, not – you know what? Like, is, yeah. Guess who said the same thing to us uh, when we brought – my friend Scott Mason, who uh, runs the Play Like a Jet podcast, we brought him on uh, when mm-hmm. we got Sam Darnold. And he had a lot of good things to say about Sam Darnold. But he said the one thing was this. He said the same things he was messing up with in year one is the same things he's messing up in year three. And if you like watch his like it like if you just like Google his like his uh his draft like the scouting on his like draft, the weaknesses are all what's showing up throughout his whole entire career. Like so, this isn't like something new, you know. This is all stuff that was predicted. Baker has really bad habits, and this is what you guys will notice. Exactly. He's yeah. the inconsistency thing is real. And you talked about the, you know, this turnover ratio. You said two out of the four years have been really bad, right? Now, here's the now, thing. Actually, with that. you know what? I want to say this is thirteen picks is not really bad. Okay, well, well it's not great, but you want to get under ten. Yeah, compared like, to the yeah, touchdowns, too. Yeah, it's not let, insane. Seventeen let me, and thirteen. <laughs> Let yeah, me, let me put it to you like this then, I guess. Two two out of the four years has been, I would say, mediocre quarterback play. I think that's fair to say. Now, here's the thing. It wasn't like that was two back-to-back years. It was every other season. Baker, his whole career has been very inconsistent, and sometimes that'll go even game to game to where you'll see Baker come out and he'll make some pretty good throws. And ironically, my favorite Baker throw of all time <laughs> Was against the Panthers when he rolled left, threw it to. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. Back left of the end zone. Yep. Those throws you'll see Baker make every once in a while, and it's like, bro, where's that guy? Where is he? And then other times you'll see a wide open Demetric Felton or Odo (laughs) Jr. right in front of him, and he just won't throw it. It's just he's got problems. It's the consistency. It's the understanding the defense and going through his reads. And also the last thing, and I said this when I was on with you guys a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to keep saying it because I know you guys said the same thing with Sam Darnold. He panics in the pocket 
when you get oh, people God. closing in around him. And I know <laughs> there was people in the comments section telling me, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Let me tell you, those are Oklahoma fans. Those are not Browns fans. Baker Mayfield, when you get any pressure on him, he loves to stutter step. He loves to dance around. He'll throw off of his back foot. That's why we rolled him out and, so much. And, like, we thought he was a franchise guy tw- after 2018 season. Like, I've gone back and looked game by game, and, like, all the mistakes are there. I mean, the guy was, like, 1-7 against teams with winning records, and that one was against the Ravens before they had Lamar Jackson. I mean, like, he, he just, like, with teams that, like, have a like a semblance of a good defense they just they can terrorize him it's it's not that great that's why i say like if if the panthers have a good o-line i think that will be the most like that's like the singular most important thing for baker mayfield to have success as a quarterback well um, line. that's yeah. like the worst place in history to that be the necessity but now we we may have our best uh offensive line i want to bring this up though is Icky's kind a beast. Of, i love it you know um my, my son just sent me these stats here is look over the last three games baker threw seven of his interceptions last year in the final three games mm-hmm. there have been there, I've also heard some rumblings that Baker Mayfield believes that, um, that the team put him in a difficult spot in those final couple of games, trying to push maybe two ag- that made it open up to that type of play. Is there anything to that? Yeah, I think. What, go ahead, uh, go ahead, DF. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, that's true because. I mean, you can back me up here, James. There was a point in the season where we were running the ball so much that the defenses were literally just coming up, playing us in the box, pressed up, and we had no choice. I mean, we literally had no choice but to start to throw the football. And plus, I, I, also, I also look at it from this standpoint. I think Baker, and you got to understand his mentality. I don't care how hurt he is. His mentality is I can do it, even though he can't. Like, that's why he played. So at the same time, we had to start throwing. Baker felt like he could throw, and it was just a disaster. I mean, that Packers game says it all. When you drop back and you throw into, like, triple coverage with a guy wide open, like, it's yeah. just – it's those yeah. mistakes. Yeah, no, like, that pick against the Packers where he threw it, like, 50 yards, and it was an interception. He had both Njoku and Landry open underneath. Um, yeah, like, I don't think – in and I think the injury, because, like, yeah, he threw, like, the majority of his picks in the last few games of the season. I th- I don't think he is – I don't think he is as bad as the 2021 season says he is. No. Like, I don't – no, for, for sure. He's mm-hmm. much better than that. But I, I do think – I do think he is somewhere – and this kind of speaks to his inconsistency. He's somewhere between – the 16th best quarterback and the, like the 25th best quarterback when healthy, when healthy and with a good outline. Like that's where I think he lays. Boy, y'all win one playoff game and you just forget. Everything. It's not the truth, Tony. Tony look, I, I'm glad to tell you. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Like we win one playoff game and we forget everything. Like what yeah, I'm saying no. is this: is like I just like. Uh, 
It they stars like, now. <laughs> yeah. Where does Jared Goff tease it? I'm teasing about it, but it's like uh, it's about right, the roster because we had the well, roster like, build up yeah. and he was the only. Yeah, that playoff game we had like five turnovers on the defense. I mean, we like, put the boat on. Like, there's a reason that Jared Goff made a Super Bowl, but yet the Rams traded him. Right? There's a reason that Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. made the Super Bowl, yet the Niners don't want him anymore. If I can add this real quick, I understand what you're saying about Baker. You find out that they fucked up. But let's be real. As worse as he sounds sometimes, he's still an upgrade over Sam Donald. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll say oh, yeah. this. I actually really like Baker Mayfield. Like, it sounds like I don't like him. I actually yeah. really do like Baker yeah. Mayfield. I really, yeah. like, no joke, I want yeah. you all to make the playoffs. Yeah. I now, really want I, Baker Mayfield to I, succeed. I, I'm, not, really I'm not like some people. I'm not saying Baker's an elite. I'm saying Baker's an average quarterback. Sam's kind of way down here below average. Sam's, Sam's so far down, he's Absolutely. pretty much in poor. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. High school. The, 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 the thing that Baker gives me Sam, that I Sam like yeah, is, is his fire, right? Mm-hmm. Sam doesn't have any fire. I mean, Absolutely. he doesn't have nothing. I, I mean, he doesn't have no fire. He doesn't have no charisma. Now, in, in training camp, he does. But if I chatted with Jeff fans, he does that all the time. He looks like he's hot as fire in training camp. Because and ain't then, nobody gonna hit his ass. And and he knows it. he ain't dumb. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'll be brave as hell too. It's yeah. pretty That's not Half true, by the way. Jay Young just said Half. that, like, yeah. Baker's better than Kirk Cousins. Like, no, he's not. No, he's, he's not. never he's had not. a season <laughs> better than Kirk Cousins since Kirk Cousins started being a full time star. And he's uh, not even never, close no. to Dak Prescott. Just no. never. Like, he's no. not. Like, there's like, objectively, he's not. Like let, me, let, me, let me speak yeah. on why, like why, what I think. Well, what we know is half was was half of Baker Mayfield's problem. Baker Mayfield, like so, you know, like when you're the guy that kind of remains humble, and every now and then, if you fuck up, like people don't look at you as hard. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like they're more willing to work with you, or they don't say as much. Baker Mayfield was such. A dickhead when he got in front of the cameras and shit. When, <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm just been for real. You know what I'm saying? Like no yeah, joke. For sure, and you so are. Yeah. He fucked up. Mm-hmm. So when you when people don't like you, you know what I'm saying or whatever, and then you start fucking up on top of it, then it's just like any little mistake you make on a football field is under a microscope. You know what yeah, I'm saying? no. Then, I, then, I think- then you got people that then. Want you to fuck up. Yeah. I think like Max Kellerman like said it best. Like I never say this ever about Max Kellerman. But like after the 2019 season, he was just like, Baker's not a baller, right? Like, and players are gonna look to him and say, Bro, like OBJ, OBJ is gonna say to Baker, Hey, you're not a baller. And it, and it was mm-hmm. true. It's true. Like, it's absolutely true. Cause he didn't humble himself. It's just like absolutely. Absolutely. One thing about OBJ and Baker. Baker's employed. OBJ is not. Well, he's hurt. Oh, here we go. From an ACL injury. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. OBJ also has an 
as a ring and Baker. Hey, I oh, right. Nah, I man. Go. Fuck that, man. He went and cherry picked a ring. That's what he Yo, did. Matt, he Matt, won MVP. Matt Paris has a ring. There's a touchdown in that Super Bowl, point. though. Hey, okay, Matt right. Let me explain. The only thing I'll say about OBJ, man, is he's just not going to ever be the OBJ that was in the, no. with the Giants. No. And that's not saying a lot because the Giants didn't win with him. I agree with Tony. He had, look, it's just like basketball. I don't respect the ring as much when you go find a team that's already great and win with them. You know what I'm saying? They, which it really seems like at the end of the day, they might not even need it. Hey, let, so me explain even, the, let me explain the OBJ Baker thing well, real, real quick. Yeah, I want to hear this. Let's so, hear about the Odell this thing because I don't this like is it. The simplest way I can describe this. I talked to Eric Metcalf, who used to play for the Browns. He's a Browns legend. And I asked him the question. I'm like, like, can you explain as like an NFL player, as a wide receiver, like what went on there? Why were they so off target? And the one thing he told me, I'll never forget this. He said, as a receiver, if I'm going to go out there and put my body on the line for somebody to try to go make some tough catches, I'm going to do it for somebody I like. Mm. At the end of mm. the day, that's, that's the true, story man. with Baker Mayfield and Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr. That's true. They were never on the same page. They always hated each other. I don't care what the media tells you about them so-called being friends. There was always beef there. Hey, time out, dude. Hey, time out. Hey, Tony, hold on, bro. Hey, Tony. They were friends. Hey, this bitch ass, hold on, bro. Hey, uh, I, I'm, I'm in the comments, bro. Hey, block that bitch ass motherfucker. The king, man, he said, fuck Tuan. Block, block him, man. You ain't going to talk about my brother like that, G. <laughs> you don't want him to Block that bitch ass nigga, G. Hey, the Did king, you know? I see you, bro. Hey, I see you, bro. Don't talk shit on my hey, brother, hey. G. Hold on. Hey, look, here's man, the, the toxicity is real. You know, I left a toxic situation, and so... The minions they follow me, but I take it as I take it as 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 you know as a good thing. You know, I mean, when you can't get a grown man off your mind, bro, that's you know, your problem. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Nick. Hold on, hold on. Give the bite to Nick. Here's the here's the thing to remember. We all seem tough whenever we have a phone in front of our face. Right. Whenever you're face to face, nobody has the balls to say anything like that. The guy can come right. on here and he can talk all the crap he wants, but instead yeah. he's going to stay in the comments section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back though to the Odell. Is this appreciate is that, that, G baby? Yes, sir. You, can you not? Um, I can see a, a a world where, um, Odell would not be the easiest cat to get along with all the time. I doubt it. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, OBJ. Uh, he's, that's just he's, called greatness, Tony. Michael Jordan had that same trait. Michael Jordan had that same trait. Kobe Bryant had that same trait, dude. But I'm going to be exact opposite of that. I heard everybody gets along with OBJ, man. Well, let me... Let me put it to you like this. There's a there's a clip. You guys probably haven't seen it, but Browns fans have seen it. There's a clip of OBJ and Nick Chubb talking. Chubb, mm-hmm. I think he had like two or three touchdowns on the day, whatever. OBJ walks over to him, and he goes, man, I wish I could get me a touchdown. And Nick Chubb goes, I just want to win. I don't really care. Mm. And like, Or that's that, Chubb's boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chubb and Baker Mayfield are tight. No, mm, or that. That, that sounds is, like a team player. Well, yeah. like, what DF is saying is OBJ exactly right, like right there. Like, but y'all knew that, OBJ was like that when he got there. I mean, look, yeah, why? That's what I'm just saying. Is like, just because they Absolutely. don't, yeah. just because they don't get along. I would say this: there's a world where I could see myself appreciating Odell as a player, but not 
loving him, like wanting to hang out with him. Correct. I mean, let's remember the old picture of him with this. Now, maybe I do want to hang out with him because uh, the picture of him in New York with the pizza, the cocaine and the stripper. Hey, let me uh, tell you this. His girlfriend. I, hey, I want I want him back in Cleveland just to bring Lola Woods back. All right. Um, I want to ask you, though, about here. You guys mentioned uh, is that kind of uh, the one thing is I've seen quarterbacks is what I like about Baker is that you guys might not or or players might not see him as a baller. No, but he has a, a belief in himself that is required to play the toughest position in the NFL. And I want to go back to a guy who um, they told us was the most pro-ready quarterback in the draft, Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen was scared of his own shadow. He wouldn't throw it. He wouldn't throw it more than four yards downfield. Like, he was scared to fail. And he was so scared to fail that he could not succeed. And maybe he was just dumb as a brick. I think that was part of it. Yeah, Clausen was just sudden. I think what you're saying is like really great. Like I do. Um, if I can, like, just to put respect on OBJ's name, and we can like leave that aside. Like the guy. Like I see everybody on the internet always talking about like he only had one good catch. That's it. Like the dude, his first three seasons. I know they were, were like, incredible. They were. Incredible. They were. They were the best three first three wide receiver seasons ever by a wide receiver. Like ever. Right. And that's and, and like he like I really wish he didn't get injured. Like I know his injury started in New York, and they kind of carried over to Cleveland. Like mm-hmm. and then, and they are in LA. I, I really wish he never got injured because his first three seasons were historic. Um, but as far as Baker and his confidence to like to like push the ball, like to to not be afraid to fail, I I don't know because like his 2019 season, like. He said he doubted himself. And oh, after wow. the 2021 season, he also said he doubted himself. Yeah, I saw that in an interview. Yeah, like, so, mm-hmm. like, it's like, what, what are you? Like, are you, like, this underdog who's, like, not afraid to fail? Or do you, like, also crumble under pressure? Like, I like, I like Baker Mayfield. Like, I do. But I just don't, like, I don't know who he is. He's in got that, Napoleon in, that realm. in him. I'll tell yeah. you that much. He's got a lot of Napoleon type in him. He got Absolutely. that damn microscope on him now, man. And when you well, when that microscope is pressure. But he's had that, a that, he's overcome that word? it though. Texas Do you Tech, hear that word to Oklahoma. Yeah. He is dude, when the Browns drafted him number one, I thought they were the it was like they went against the grain. It was like, what are y'all doing? And it Probably turned out to be well. Who else was was there a better quarterback in that draft? Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. I almost wow. said Sam Darnold. Yeah. How funny is that? Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Okay, Jason Josh Allen. Yeah, and Josh Allen class. was the one that look. Is I still? I think Josh Allen's great, but I still I can't. I want to see him continue it. I will That's say fair. that is. I, I agree. I've I've told people that as well too. Yeah. Um, I mean, Josh there's a Allen ain't no fucking Cam Newton, bro. Y'all are fucking tripping. I, Y'all got I just think there's up. a quickness Whoa. to sanctify or to to coordinate people. Like even Justin Herbert, who I like a lot, but like they're putting him up as the top level quarterback in the NFL, and I think, man, I just want to see a little bit more longevity. And I'm yeah. not hating on him. As, hate hey, him. like as a as a Browns fan. Like when it comes to Herbert and Burrow, like I would take Burrow right now. No, I take like, Herbert. I'm sorry, I wouldn't do Burrow it. Burrow over who? I wouldn't do it. Herbert. I mean, Herbert. Herbert. Uh, just, just a minute. I wouldn't do just, it. 
just a minute, if we don't mind here, to folks oh, in the chat, oh, to the oh, folks no. in the chat, leave the race talk out. Race, race talk don't belong here. You don't, don't talk race or politics. I did want to address this comment real quick. Because I, grow the fuck up. I do want to address the comment. Dude, about they, they, they be hating, Tom. They be hating, dude. I do. They, I do they don't agree. like to see like, great content, bro. I do agree yeah. with like what Ohio boy like the comment that was just down there like when he saw so take your like, negative bullshit negative fucking podcast. Yeah, I do think I do think <laughs> wide receivers are like unfairly called divas just because well, yeah. Oh, you're, you're right, but it's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah. some people that don't know Robbie Anderson calls him a diva. Robbie's not a diva. Fair. Robbie's oh, an oddball. I don't know. He's not a diva. I don't know. Hey, but Tony, hey, Tony, let me ask you this question, Tony. So, with with what, what the Browns fan brought up earlier when he said, like, with the situation with Baker Mayfield, and that was a great point. Baker Mayfield and um, OBJ, like, so the Browns fans would know better than us, you know. Maybe that situation was personal, you know what I'm saying? Right. When it came to them throwing the yeah. ball to each other. So my thing is now that Baker is with us, and we already know that Baker and, and Robbie ain't the best of friends, could that be a, a situation we have to deal with during the season? Because I'll be yeah. fucking pissed off if I find out yeah. Baker didn't throw a ball his way because he don't <clears> like him. I think Robbie it, it, manned up and went depends. to him. Like, I don't think OBJ would have went up to Baker and be like, yo, man, my bad, or something like that. Well, well yeah. Robbie said that they didn't talk, but um, Baker did throw a ball Robbie's way. Dante defended it, and then um, Dante started talking trash to Robbie, and Baker got in you know, Dante's face. So that's a good yeah. sign. I I just – well, I, I want to just address the comment, really, because um, I do think there is something to, like, coded – Lang like how language can uh, reveal kind of these background beliefs in different ways. And to give you the better, the, the one example that we always use for someone who I defended more than anybody, Cam Newton, is you call this guy a great athlete, not a great quarterback. You call him uh, a, a, a freak physical specimen, and then you call somebody else a student of the game. So it's you know I mean like these are there are some coded things at times or not at times yeah. in reality in Absolutely. our society and our language, but Absolutely. I think with diva, I don't know if I associate diva with with the racial one as much. I think it's, it's almost not, as man. this mm. is that receivers are have to have a selfish personality by nature to be great at that position. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, if you go back and look at sure. all of the greats, man, from Randy Moss to uh, Michael Owens. Irvin, Terrell Owens. You don't uh, even have to leave our backyard. You can go straight to Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 like, I don't care if somebody is, point, like, twice. I don't care if somebody's, like, like right about the Titans, like, yeah, white, black, <laughs> black, purple, orange. If if they're yeah. a run-first quarterback, they're not going to be a top quarterback in the league. Like, Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in the league. That's, like, he is a throw-first kind of guy and uses his mobility to, to throw downfield. And, and so, I, yeah, like, so that's well, how to, I like, to clean that up. To clean that up, I would say, yeah. I would say that yeah, history has shown that that you haven't been successful doing that. But the game is changing every year, man. And sure. I think more quarterback, we, the quarterbacks are more mobile now than they've ever Absolutely. been. Absolutely. 
one of the, one of the things I hate, and I don't know, I I don't know if what Tony said in the past of Cam Newton is that instead of people looking at like Cam, the same way that Steph Curry in basketball, he changed the game. Yeah, some people don't like mm-hmm. it, some people do. Cam Newton changed the way that we play quarterback. He didn't change everybody, but a lot. Of, but the NFL may not ever tell you, but they looked at that guy and was like, damn. If if look, if we get a quarterback that can run and throw, that makes him even more of a threat. I so I, and I, I he also really attacked that narrative, Twan. What what Cam Newton kind of did is, is what Cam Newton has defeated that narrative that great athletes can't be quarterbacks. Yes, he he did. Def- he defeated that narrative. <laughs> but what I want to I want to build on your point, Jim, as watching someone who who's whose favorite. Well, close. To, it's Julius Pep. My two favorite players are Julius Peppers and Cam Newton, right? Neck and neck. Um, but I will fight anybody over Cam Newton. I'm gay for Cam Newton. The whole thing. I'm a Cam uh, too. I know. And uh, the the one thing I will say is this: is I understand in a in, in a limited discussion that run like if you can't become the great passer, you can't become the great quarterback. But what I really think this tells us is that any great player to be really great, your career has to have longevity to it. And Mm -hmm. any player has to evolve as a player. So if you are, you might be, I'm trying to think of like a, a great wide receiver who has done this, who has gone from using their speed to becoming like a, you know, a more, yeah, possession type player that came around is, and I think this, and I thought Cam Newton was on his way to evolving into that quarterback, and then the shoulder injury shoulder, after yeah. shoulder yeah. injury, yeah. and that's Injuries another thing. Is a motherfucker, it. bro. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I want to like just to give respect where respect is due. I also want to like. I don't know, push it back further to Michael Vick. And like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, think, I don't think you get Cam Newton necessarily without Michael Vick. And and I think Cam Newton was better overall than like, than Michael Vick. Oh, yeah. Sure. We're by sure. far. But, but I don't know. Like, I really liked Michael Vick growing up. I thought he was great. Not I. Yeah. Not I, because this motherfucker well, destroyed that, that, my he destroyed my college team. He destroyed my college team. And then he oh, came in. Uh, no, I'm no, I'm a ECU Pirates fan, and they just whenever oh. they had my, they would we would play. I mean, everyone does that though. Well, I mean, I, you know, as a four, hey, look, as a Florida State alumni, we shitted on Michael Vick in the championship game, so he ain't never yeah, beat us. I know. <laughs> but uh, but you're right. Is that thanks, Mike? You know, again, uh, I I liked. I'm the, like the only person in the world that liked Mick, Mike liked Mike Vick more after he killed the dogs than before. Oh man! When he got in trouble for that, I'm not gonna hold it over that, that guy's head for some mistakes he made 20 years right like, i think he paid oh you got to say that as a browns fan now you got to be on forgiveness now i said that even before like cuz there was some controversy about him being a, like a ref or something in the pro bowl and like they didn't want him to do it because like because of his past and i just think that's, oh, that's I rad. oh it was like, like i can't remember what it was yeah, yeah. he actually did think, time I think, 
My man I actually did two years, right? Yeah, I think he, he had really time for it. I, I, I mean, he he came back, and if it wasn't for Donovan McNabb, yeah, he, he wouldn't. I don't think he'd have got back in the league. Mm-hmm. I like that shit, Well, you was talking about wide receivers and quarterbacks earlier. You know, T.O. and Donovan McMahon, they didn't necessarily get along all that well. Yeah, I, don't know. I wish that shit would have worked out. They were a great tandem. If only they yeah, let yeah. their emotions get out of the way. Yeah. Pride, pride. They could have wrecked the league if they would have got along. They could have wrecked the fucking league, bro. It was like after right. we they hated But you know, yeah. you know, Teal had to go that other place and find his real quarterback. Love. Hey, Tommy, That's thanks for Amari Cooper. Hope you enjoy your bag of chips you got in return. Additional <laughs> <laughs> fifth. Was it a fifth? No, it was a regular fifth round pick. All right. Um, let's go ahead and start wrapping up the show, guys. Uh, let's do. Let's go around the horn. Everybody get their kind of final thought on training camp and the upcoming. Whatever you want to talk about, the mic is yours one last time. We'll start with uh, Nick in Massachusetts. So, Nick. My, what's up, Tuan? Did on done? Hey, Nick. Uh, so hey, I didn't know you was in Mass. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, we've had this that conversation. Makes so before, much man. fucking sense. Bro. <laughs> hey, listen. Okay, I might smoke a lot of weed, but dude, if you're gonna smoke some too, you gotta share. That's all I'm gonna say. There you go. Man. Oh, <laughs> Nick, you live that color for life. I didn't know this was in Massachusetts, bro. <laughs> oh my so god, dude. Hey, I'll, I'm gonna smoke one to you tonight, G. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking dog, G. But dude, like the. The biggest thing for me, man, and we had an issue with this all last season, we need to get this O-line combination figured out, and we need to get it figured out mm-hmm. now. Okay? Hey, I'm I, not going to go. Who are your guys' go top starters right now? You, on your guys' personal opinions, who do you guys want your starting five from left tackle to right tackle to be on this squad right now? Dylan, Dylan. Oh, 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 come on, come on. Because we, got, we, we got Browns fans in here. Tell me, tell me how you guys feel about Austin Corbett. Because he used to be a Brown. Oh, oh, how do you how do we feel about Austin Corbett? Well uh, yes, yes, yes. Austin Corbett, um, you know that I don't mean any disrespect to him, but he was one of John Dorsey's biggest failures. But I will say this, we didn't give him much time. He went to Went to the Rams and I thought was actually pretty decent, solid starter. How I feel about him, I think he's average. But I listen. I mean, he might be in a better scheme with y'all now. I don't know. I think he's all right. I think he's a like a, average, a slightly above average. I mean, like, like we've got the best offensive line coach. I mean, like, pretty much unanimous. Like our offensive line coach is like the best one ever. Um, I couldn't tell last year. Rid of him before that, so I, I don't know. Like I think Corbett is. I don't know about that shit. I think you pumping that old line coach Bill? up a little bit. No, yeah, no, he no, looked that way last year. Don't start with Bill Callahan. Callahan is like the best offensive line coach ever. Sure. Like, no. only, and I'm not like a Browns like biased like saying that he's only been there no. since. He's not. Hey, you want me to tell you why he's the best offensive line coach? Go for it. 2019, our offensive line was terrible. Baker Mayfield was out there being Kyler Murray running for his life. People in his face 24-7. We were ranked in the 20s. 2020, we did, a, 
we get a few more pieces, and this man comes in and makes us one of the best offensive lines. Of- but what about 2021? Like, he said that's it. Was that why Big we were like six yeah. best in pass. I think it's If we had a top 20 offensive line, we win the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. You come out our offensive line. Our offensive line is ranked 64th. What? Why? I don't what? even know how you do that. Why did the Bills trade? What? We were we were ranked 31st last year. I know. I was saying 60. I mean, I was being a joke. Is that it's, it's, so bad. Bad. it's like you know how when they say that uh, Sam Darnold is the 60th rated quarterback. Yeah, like, that's yeah, what our yeah. offensive line is. Good God! All right. All right. Let's, let's go back to Nick and let him finish his his point was uh, watching this offensive line and your thoughts on what to watch from that offensive line real quick, Nick, and then we'll let you get on. The big thing for me is. <clears throat> the two guard positions who's going to play those two guards okay and i'm okay mm-hmm. with doing a little something between switching aquanu and christensen but christensen christensen needs to stay on the left side okay and so does icky as far as anything else that happens i'd like to not see pat Flyna at center amen but he plays out of all the position that man can play center he plays the best Okay, and if you look back at his stats, his stats show that he plays center better than he plays left tackle. So I'm gonna give you this, Nick. I'm gonna give you this, G. All right, your final think, point. I, you gotta make. You gotta make it your final point too. All right. I I don't I don't think Christensen and Icky should both start, man. I I feel like Icky. We drafted him as a left tackle. He needs to fucking play left tackle. And I feel like Christensen is a perfect backup because you never know what could happen. And I feel like Michael Jordan should be our starting left guard. Oh, God. Good luck with that. Dude, now, here, here's the thing, man, okay? But G-Baby wants year, to win games. Last, G-Baby does want to win games. You ain't going to win with Michael Jordan in yeah. starting lineup. Dude, Michael Jordan, I'm telling you guys. You want to win games. You want to trade away J.C. Horn. You want to put Michael Jordan (laughs) back on the O-line. You want to bench Icky Iquanu, who was arguably the best player in the draft. By no, I was like Browns fans from Brady He meant Brady Christensen. I'm glad you said it. Well, dude, the other thing is, too, last year, man, Brady Christensen was our best offensive lineman behind Taylor Moten. Taylor Moten, who has been basically an all-pro right tackle for us for how long? Dude, we, we can't sit Brady Christensen. He has too, he, He's shown that he's too valuable to sit. All right, Tony. All right, G-Baby. Any more points? And then we're going to kind of keep going through the mic, the roll call real quick. No, I'm, I'm Gucci. <laughs> um, I was going to say this is – uh, <laughs> the only thing that Matt Rule has ever done or said that G Baby likes is that uh, Michael Jordan is the brand. Wow! <laughs> Remember that he's like this dude gets it. He works. He gets it. He's the brand. All right, why Big Jordan? Help us out. What's your final kind of point of the night when it comes to uh, training camp or the Carolina Panthers? Um. I really don't got much to say. I, it's just, what? I'm, you always got a lot to say. I don't want to keep going at Baker because it's, it's, it's enough. I, I feel like you guys are optimistic. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all be optimistic about him. But when y'all, be, when y'all are sad, y'all just going to come and join me. And I'm already going to be here waiting for y'all because I, I don't believe him. But I want to – I'm sorry. 
I know you're trying to wrap up, but I just I, next time I guess we get asked the um the Browns fans about the Baker Bros because those they are so oh, oh, oh I cannot wait. Oh man, so annoying. Mm-hmm. They, they what are they? Back. What are they? They're cancer. Tell That's them. what they are. They're what? Do you, do you? They're cancer. Do you, I mean, I can explain it to you real quick if you. Yeah, want. Yeah, tell me what a Baker Bros. Because I might be one of them. He, All right. you're not. You're not that bad. Yeah. Listen, okay. a not. Baker bro originally is born an Oklahoma Sooners fan, <laughs> and they travel. They travel to every team the man plays on. They don't defend Kyler. They don't defend Hurts. But this man, for whatever reason, so is the literally a god to them, and they will so defend the him no matter what. <laughs> Baker Bottoms. I agree. Dude, Whoever's hey, white chocolate. Baker white chocolate. <laughs> Can we gift them? Can we gift our Cleveland fans with what the real term for this type of person is? They are called Baker Bottoms. A what? Yeah, a, a Baker Bottom. Okay. I wow. am a Baker Bottom, and that <laughs> you're not that bad, though. Like Baker I know Bottom. I'm not, but like is that anybody fans. that says something good on this show about Baker, we call him a Baker Bottom. Just follow around, leave here out of mediocrity. Uh, but all right, uh, but- go ahead. But these Sooners fans, they, I hate because they, they come they come in, they, they pretend like they want us. So, yep, so they, exactly. they'll say some crazy shit like, oh, you know, let, let Brian Burns walk. We got to extend back. I'm like, what? <laughs> is, is that a Baker fan saying that? And I'm like, oh, I didn't see this before. That's a, that's a, said a that? fan. <laughs> I like this. My man said somebody in the JD says it sounds like a disease. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, but that's, thank that's you. all I had to say. Thank, Thank you. you, Christian Montgomery. Go Browns. Dog pound, baby. Good luck, Baker, bro. <laughs> I'm glad I got it. Hey, you know what? Boom. Thank you, uh, Christian Go Montgomery. Browns, Christian. All right, uh, Christian. We'll stay with the uh, Browns uh, fans here. DF, uh, your final thoughts for the show. You can talk about the Panthers. You can talk about Baker. You can even bring up something about the Browns. No, I just want to say, I for real, I wish you all luck with Baker. Um, no, 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 no. Huh? <laughs> I got I got no hate. I got no hate for the man. I, I've moved on. I wish him the best. I don't know. You know, I, here's my thing. As human beings, we're not meant to be in the same spot forever. And I feel like with Baker, that's kind of the same thing. I think he's just got to find his spot. Hopefully for y'all, it works out and he can be your guy. And please stop. He was stop. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Best case scenario. But um, just overall. I JC Horn does not suck. I want to say that. Um, Browns training camp. Obviously, hope we don't have any more injuries because we've been bit so far. Um, excited to see more of our our new guy. Um, and if y'all don't care, I just want to um, say if there's any Browns fans watching, um, you know my channel. I talk about the Browns. If you guys would like, I mean, I'd appreciate it. Give me a follow. Same thing. DF Sports. Um, but thank you guys for having me. I, I love this. I love talking sports in general. I don't care who, yeah. what fan base it is. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to encourage all of our fans uh, to go check out DF Sports and subscribe to his channel because one of the things that's been great is the great thing about the addition of Baker Mayfield is a lot of Browns fans have been very willing to be interested in how that story pans out and been a great, a lot of been great interactions on this podcast already. With <clears throat> so I appreciate that. Go help. Uh, well, not go help. Just go tune in uh, to DF sports. Let's go to keep pounding. Uh, tell me, man, what you were at training camp the first day. What are you going to be thinking watching uh, to unfold going forward? 
I'm going to be watching that secondary. I think we got one of the better secondaries out there right now. Uh, people are sleeping on this defense. You know, you got Brian Burns that's frustrated that he hasn't gotten double-digit sacks. I'm going to be watching him. Um, and Frankie Louvu is one of the bigger names in that defense that I'm going to be watching. And he stood out to me last year, and I think he's got a lot of potential to grow into one of those big starter roles in the future. Um, and The coaching staff sure likes him. Phil Snow really likes Frankie Louvu. Yeah, there was a lot of positivity about him last year, and I think that's going to continue. Uh, I was watching one of uh, Unk's uh, streams from day one, and he mentioned that this secondary, he thinks he's going to – this secondary is going to get 20 interceptions. That's a big number, and I like it. I like the optimism there, and I think they're capable of it if we can keep what? people healthy. Well, that's what we need. Uh, I guess that's the diff- the big difference between our good defense last year and a great defense, <clears throat> right, is the turnover generation. Is It's not just holding guys and creating short fields, which they were great at last year. But, you know, that 2015 Panthers defense wasn't the best Panthers defense that we've had, but it was the m- most dynamic game, like moment changing defense. You know what I'm saying? The 2013 yeah. defense, the 2003 defense, we had another good season in there too. I think another one with maybe a four or five that the defense was real good. But the 2013 defense was like the best defense I had ever seen the Panthers have. Like it was just fucking that 60 sacks. It was incredible. But that 2015 defense flipped the script by scoring points. You know, so if you're right, yeah. it's like if we could take that step forward and you heard Jeremy Chin talk about that right off the bat. So great observation. All right, let's go to uh, my, my bastard son, White Chocolate Espresso. <laughs> I don't have really much to say. I just say this. Uh, if you're going if you're a Baker fan who's now become a Carolina Panthers fan, don't wear a fucking Browns jersey to training camp. That's how you know. <laughs> you can spot them early. It's going to be a Browns jersey. That means they're not a Panthers fan, bro. Exactly. They're, they're just bottom. a Baker Mayfield fan. Well, just they're don't wear Baker Browns bottom. Jersey. Don't wear yeah. nothing. If, if you right. ain't got no other shirt in your life, don't wear nothing. Get a Baker Panther jersey. <laughs> I don't care. All right. Let, let's go to Jim. Jim, uh, final yeah. thoughts for the show. Yeah, well, thank you all for having me on here. Uh, just hey, like, just as a shout out, everybody watching right now, subscribe. Like, this is yeah, great. Like, you. I really appreciate this. Like, I've been watching y'all, I think, since June. So, like, before Baker got like right. crazy here. Um, so, like, yeah, this is great. I love this. Really, really, really appreciate y'all having hey, me. Hey, James, on. nice to actually Thanks. talk to you outside of a comment section. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, I, I would just say I'm also what, just an hour down the road from you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, like, just like as like as, as, as for the Panthers, like for the Panthers contingent, it, like if you've got a good offensive line and if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, I know that's a big question mark. But if those two things, I, I really don't care about the wide receiver core as much after that. Like, it doesn't matter for sure. But like, if you've got a good offensive line and a, and Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. And if Baker Mayfield starts, I know that's a lot of assumptions, but if those 
those two things happen, I think you'll win some games. I, I, I do. I, I think if he has the time to throw in that safety net for the running attack and the passing attack with CMC, I think it'll be good. Um, this defense, I think, absolutely is being overlooked. I think it's a pretty good defense. Um, it just being around here in the area, um, there's a reason y'all started out three and zero last season. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and, and I and JC Horn is pretty pretty important to that too. Um, I'm a little concerned about that foot injury, um, just because of like yeah, I agree. Like it's it's a it's a it's a pretty big question mark right now. Um, so I think JC Horn and that defense is going to be important. I'm looking forward to just seeing seeing this game that plays out week one and forward. I'll be, I'll probably watch the Panthers games going forward um, just to see how it all turns out. And and like I said before, I, I, I do hope that, that you all do well. I really do. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you, man. You guys were great tonight. All right. Panther pickle last up. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm real curious about the offensive line. I want to see how that works out. A little mm-hmm. concerned about the depth on the defensive line, just because when YGM is 265 and he's your biggest defensive end, God forbid he goes down and we have to use 100, 235, 245 guys to stop a running back. That's going to run over you anyways. So, but it is what it is. I, I think I, I want to shout out JC Horn for calling out Madden for making his rating wrong. He did that on Twitter today. It was what was his rating? His catch rating was a 72, and he called him out on it. Said his catch rating should be up higher. So I mean, he only played three games. How is he going to have a rating? Yeah, should be like still to be determined. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's what they did. And Madden sucks. Uh, we can all agree on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know what? I think Madden does this on purpose. But they gave this year. They they actually print, and it's online, by the way, at one eight hundred number where you could call and complain about a player's rating. That's all. See, they serious? do it on purpose. <laughs> they do this on purpose. It I generates number, conversation. <laughs> they it generates conversation. You know, they had Malik Willis's uh, awareness number at forty three, and what? Kenny Pickett's at seventy. Wow. Right. And Kenny Pickett had the worst score on the Wonderlick out of everybody. That's hilarious. That's you know, hilarious. and somebody put up a great tweet. They said, Madden racist. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think this and my friend gave me a good tip on this. This generates conversation. He said, you want to get a surefire debate going, put up a poll that says who's the best Panthers, whatever, and put three names up there and leave off really one that's like the obvious answer. So it'd be like, who are the three greatest players in Panthers history? Cam Newton, Julius Peppers, or Luke Keith? Steve Smith. Yeah, I know. But you leave that's Steve Smith mm-hmm. off the list on purpose. Steve so Smith then you get 900 comments that say, where the fuck Steve Smith at? Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's what I think Madden does. I like that. All right. Um, The the, the number for the Madden. He's got the uh, number. (laughs) Hold on. Let me write it down. Hold on. All right. Go ahead. Now, uh, here's the number that's put out. Now, this is on J.C. Horn. He put it out. And he says, tell me why Redding's adjuster thinks I got no hands with the 72 catch rating. Spam (laughs) this number. 
786-278-3030 until at Madden NFL fixes that. Got it. What did they do? Oh, Give the guy that you. like designed that. Like that's like somebody's cell phone number. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what number he got, but it's it's, just, it's like Baker Mayfield's yeah. I mean, or Sam yeah. Darnold's phone number. <laughs> if this seen, is I've, Baker Mayfield's I've number. I've seen that have number. I've seen other players put that number out. By the way, um, all right, we're close the show. Oh, speaking of that, is a great story. One time, is I used to have Jose Canseco's cell phone number, and we used to prank call him. You can get anybody's uh, number if you look hard enough. Yeah. Oh, well, we need, money. well, get us Baker. I mean, get us Sam Darnold's number, or even better, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's telephone number would be great, so we could call Tanisha <laughs> up. I got Nick Chubb's number. I probably shouldn't be saying <laughs> it publicly, but I don't um, feel like getting killed. So no, thank you. Uh, I, I would uh, like to I know like it just so I could like message him and say, "Hey, you're my favorite football player ever." Basically, I know. Thank you. Uh, you know what? Is, uh, my my family, my wife's family's all big Georgia Bulldogs. Over Jim Brown. Crazy. Um. Well, like I no, mean, he wasn't like born, he's then. just a memory. Like he, it's like it's my dad's favorite player. Like, yeah. So like, so sorry. Nick Chubb is just my favorite player right yeah, now. Bro, just I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm twenty. Yeah. I'm twenty nine. I'm twenty nine. So, I didn't like, watch yeah. leather helmet shit. Uh, yeah, Otto yeah, Graham's not my favorite quarterback. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, um, let's go ahead and peace out. Look, this has been the C three Friday free for all. Uh, Cody Lashney um, was very upset he could not be here on this night. He's been holding this down, man. This is his baby. Yeah, what the uh, fuck was up with that? He's got some company in town, some family in town. Oh, and okay, so yeah, he up. had, to, he yeah. had to entertain tonight, and he knew that he would go on for seven hours if he came on this show. Um, look, my name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me at cat underscore chronicles. Uh, the C3 Panthers podcast every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Um, we got the beat check on Wednesdays where we catch up with a beat writer from our team or the opposing team, or at least if we can't line up a guest that week, we go through the headlines that are popping that day. We bounce around and support all the content creators on that day. Also Friday free for all where fans can be a part of the show and come in and have their voice heard on the discussion. And then throughout the season, we're doing the post game show, which is going to be awesome. We're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers before the preseason starts. We're well on our way. You guys have been helping us out. We appreciate it. So big thanks mm-hmm. to all the people in the chat and an even bigger thanks. Well, not a bigger thanks, an equally big thanks to the people on the panel tonight for creating such a good conversation. Uh, until Tuesday, I guess the only thing to do is to keep pounding. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.